Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, what is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And today we are joined by a legendary artist in the uh, in the mural game, Maddie Bro. Uh, I was first, I guess you could say, put on to, to Maddie through uh, the Josh Kuhn podcast. He talked about um, the insane murals that he does and the way that he kind of gets to travel around the world um, and essentially like, thrives as a as a businessman uh through graffiti which when josh started um doing graffiti was just you know such a frown upon thing and and maddie goes even further back uh than that turns out when i looked at his profile on instagram i knew so much of his work he's responsible for a lot of the culture kings murals um he's done gyms all over the world and i knew his art before i sort of knew what he looked like and to me that is essentially what makes um a a legitimate you know really legitimate uh professional artist i guess that you could say um so yeah got him on today and and it was a really awesome chat man he's such a cool guy um very 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 humble and nice guy that has just grinded his way to success um he will even admit that he wasn't a talented artist uh when he started and it just has become this sort of story over time um uh, of just this yeah constant work hard work uh, and eventually paying off to the point uh where that's what he does now he travels all around the world and he's he's done murals for for some pretty amazing people um and murals of some pretty amazing people so um yeah really 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 cool podcast uh we are brought to you uh this episode by the legends at boost mobile uh if you've been following any of our supercross companion stuff you would know um that we basically have been streaming those races using boost mobile data uh it's just so much more reliable uh than the data that you get uh sorry than like the nbn uh connection that we've got here it's just it's just super yeah can't really count on that um so all of our streaming uh live to youtube has been done uh through our boost mobile data we're just sort of hot spotting uh off the phone and that has just been giving us um yeah really really reliable and some really great results anytime we do any of the video calls we've been doing we've been running that through uh through boost mobile uh, also got to give a shout out to the guys at CMBT. Um, I have, I've been training pretty hard over the last couple of months since my shoulder has been healed up and I, it's the first time in my life and I will, 
I will admit that we've been doing stuff with um, with combat for a while. I have not taken it as regularly as I have now ever, but I've, I haven't taken protein in general um, as regular as I have now. And I'm really, really, really starting to actually feel better. I'm, I feel like I'm recovering. Uh, I'm only ta- I'm only taking the protein after I train, and then the um, the BCAA, which is the octane, um, before sort of during training. That's it. It's not a very complicated uh, procedure, but I'm really, really, really actually starting to see results, um, and I think that I've been sort of doing it for long enough now that I can uh, that I can kind of know the days that I don't and I'm sort of just I've got this like this has been my problem with protein in the past I just don't think I've taken it for long enough um, and now I've, it's really has become like a supplement uh, in my diet it's become a, a, a consistent part of my diet and I think I'm really starting to uh, see the benefits physically I'm starting to feel the benefits uh, in my recovery Um, so yeah it's been really really cool I've always believed in their product and I've always known it was a good product I had not used it for a long enough period of time um, and I've never used any protein for a long enough period of time to really to get the results that that I have been getting so huge shout out to the guys at CMBT uh, Nutrition Uh, you can look those guys up on Instagram and I'm pretty sure the promo code is just gypsy gang and that will get you 10% off Uh, also uh, this episode is brought to you by the guys at macro kitchen Uh, they are here on the Gold Coast if you're looking for a super healthy uh, super super healthy fresh never frozen uh, meal uh, delivery service, uh, just go onto the, the website at Macro Kitchen. Uh, you can use the promo code Gypsy, uh, Gypsy Gang as well, um, and you're going to get a discount on that. But you can either, pretty sure they're back open after everything that uh, has gone on with coronavirus. I'm pretty sure they're back open now uh, with the restaurant in Burley, but you can order through the website. You can get delivery uh, on the Gold Coast, or you can go in and pick it up. So really great meals. Uh, it's been quite important for me over the last uh, few months uh, to say the least. And finally, just want to give, um, it's not an ad, but I just want to give a shout out to uh, Josh Kuhn, the man himself. Uh, Fresh Ink has opened today. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast today and you want to get blasted, I kind of want to get blasted, if I'm honest. Um, those guys are back open. Um, so yeah, you can uh, visit the guys at Fresh Ink. They're in Helensvale. Uh, you can look them up on Instagram. Uh, even just for general tattoo inspo. Um, but yeah, the boys back, um, back tattooing. Um, so yeah, things are slowly starting to get more normal. So uh, Josh is the one that hooked up this podcast with Maddie. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of love. I know that those boys have been uh, working hard to keep everything, uh, to keep everything running during this time. Uh, so now hopefully they can hit the ground running and uh, fresh ink gets back to pumping the way that it was best tattoo shop on the Gold Coast. So thank you very much. Uh, enjoy this episode with a very, very nice and humble gentleman, Matty Bro. All right, Matty Bro is in the studio. What's up, dude? Welcome, man. Oh, well, good to be here, brother. Yeah. Appreciate it. So first, uh, got to give a shout out to Josh Kuhn, yep. the man himself. He is the one that uh, brought us together. We started talking about uh, like a little bit about your story on on the podcast that I did with him. Yeah, and then I'm pretty. You shared it, 
Yes. And, uh, and a then, snippet of it. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I was kind of following you through the thing anyway. But I'd actually seen a bunch of your work before. Oh, really? Um, well, like your mural that you did in Burley, because I live in Burley. Right. Um, Hard to miss that one. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so I was sort of a little bit familiar with your work. But, dude, the story that you've got is to how you got to this point is insane, man. Yeah, bro. It's a long road. So, I guess I'd, I'm very interested to, to know, because... I feel like anybody that is killing it now, and this is like, this is like one of the main messages that I want to get to people that are wanting to start something or they're looking at people that are so far ahead of them at whatever it is. Like the, the version of Maddie Bro that is sitting in this studio right now with all of the accomplishments and everything that's come with what you've done that dude started somewhere oh, and yeah. no one fucking knew about that not dude. even me bro no, yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like it's so that's my big message is that like everyone that you see that's somewhere has come from somewhere else yeah bro and that wasn't i mean your art was good but you weren't maddie bro yet it takes so yeah. long to Years, to bro. create that and and even um i was talking to josh before and he said to just ask him about how I got started painting shirts for famous people. Right. Then I went all the way back on your Instagram and I was like, fuck, there it is. <laughs> like, it's so consistent. That, you know, these kind of stories, they start with some weird, weird, obscure thing that like you probably didn't even fully understand yourself no or where it was going to lead, you no, know? And, I, and I love that shit. Yeah, 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 I love that shit. So where did that mm. all, where did that all come from? Oh, fuck. How far do I go back? Dude, as far as you want, bro. We got time. Okay, well, I was always interested in art, yeah, but not like man trying to study art and all. I was just when we're sitting here, like right now, when I was young, sitting with a mate or a friend or a yeah. family member, I'll be do- doodling, yeah. I'll be drawing something, bro, and then it just evolved into bigger things. Like you learn to draw something, and you learn to draw yeah. something bigger, yeah. better, try and better it every time, and that's kind of where the spark was when I was a kid. But it never was like, I'm going to fucking do something with that. Yeah, right. And um, until, like, you become a teenager. And uh, in my neighborhood where I was from, tagging was yeah the cool, yeah. Uh, rebellious thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started just doing that. And that was back in New Zealand? Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah Whereabouts? Yeah. Hastings. Where? So we're, um, I don't know that. So that Hastings world. is on the east coast of yeah. the North Island. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you look at it in the middle. Yeah, and there's a mouth part of the North Island. We're right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, what clo- what big cities are you guys close to? Is it a big city? Is it just a small city? Nah, it's a small city. Yeah, yeah it's classic. Yeah, but yeah. all of New Zealand, like Auckland, yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Then the rest, pretty average. Yeah, everything's <laughs> small, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I come from a small town. Yeah, very, very small town. And so that obviously not a lot of shit to do, no. sort of deal. And you just kind of got into the into the tagging thing. Yeah, Was bro. it the art that drew you into that first, or? Because I, I remember talking to Josh a little bit about this. It's like, because the graffiti thing, like I always loved art, but I never wanted to, to like break the rules. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I'd, I wonder whether the graffiti for a lot of people is like, it starts with that rebellion and it and it's, you kind of into that lifestyle. And if you're a talented artist, it can kind of develop from there, you know? Yes, correct. And some people just like the crime side of things bro yeah exactly and then yeah. they're not really that interested in no, the art yeah no, yeah, yeah it's the rush or and then that 
eventuates into more, more crime. crime. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can take two paths. You yeah. can go down the artist road and become an artist. And, yeah. Or you can become criminal. And so what was it like? How many parts crime how many parts up was it for you right from the start and did oh, it change me, over time or was it i wasn't into the crime part for me it was just being rebellious you know you're tagging your name oh that was naughty yeah, yeah. shouldn't have done that yeah that's the that was the cool part about it and yeah. then it became a challenge amongst my group of boys yeah. and would find little spots where oh my name would look cool there yeah you right. know and then you'd put it there and then your boys you wouldn't say nothing and yeah. then your boys just be like, oh, fuck, I've seen that one. Oh, you know? that's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll find another spot, a harder spot, you know? Yeah. And then if you didn't do it, your boys would beat you to it. And you'd be like, oh, fuck, cheeky bastard. You yeah, know? right. And that's all it was for me, bro. It wasn't like, fuck, I'm going to go do some crime now. Yeah, You yeah. know, it was just like, I'm just going to take my name because that's what we do. You yeah. Know? And that's all it really was. That's so sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just like a, a thing we did in our neighborhood, bro. Yeah. It wasn't like, we didn't even know it was wrong. Mm. It was just normal. Yeah. Did you know it was wrong, or did it? Was it like I you mean, knew it was wrong, you, you but you it did. was so normal, like you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just just normal, bro. You just did it on your way to school, on your way home from school, on your way to your mate's house, and yeah, yeah, it just becomes you. Yeah. Was yeah. it always Maddie, bro? Right from the start? Oh no, no, I changed it. So yeah, like what's the dogs. what's the evolution of that? Um, strife. I always used to steal X Men names. So, because yeah, I was a yeah. huge Marvel fan when I was a kid. Yeah, I used right. to collect cards, yeah. yeah and okay. I still got those cards to this day. Fuck, real? And that's how I learned how to draw, bro. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, okay. I went from tagging, then I got to find cool names. So, I would copy all these X-Men character names. Wow. And then I collect cards. And then I'd learn how to draw those characters. And yeah. then it just evolved from that, you know? Because I've seen some of your work now. Is there's like, you did a huge Marvel wall yeah, and stuff like so that. So, that's me was like, fuck, this is mad. Look as me starting as a little kid looking at a card this big yeah wishing i could draw that one day you know and two uh 30 fucking meter mural bro so <sighs> i enjoyed every second of that yeah, yeah. i bet man yeah, bro. and so what did when did you know you had like talent to draw like were you talented straight away or you just got like better and better and better and better yeah it was just because some people are like full talented man like my buddy um andrew cleary he's an irish mate of mine he's been on the podcast before actually his son is a freak right he's like drawing drawing bro yeah right, like right. a six-year-old like i used to like drawing shit as a kid but i'd copy something yeah you know yeah. you never really kind of just yeah. did it out of your mind's eye yeah this little kid man will draw i'll, I'll be like oh paint me like a walrus with a jiu-jitsu black belt <laughs> and like he'll paint like a it's uh sorry draw like this like really good said. drawing right, yeah, right. And, it, and it looks exactly like that right. so some kids have that that talent some do. Eh? yeah not like, me no nah? not me bro i was oh, terrible i was epic. a terrible draw. yeah, yeah I was, it's almost better i think so because yeah. everybody kind of sees the end result and they wrap it all up and they go man you got lots of talent yeah, yeah. but they don't see the yeah 25 years of my shit work that went yeah. into it you know so well that's like even your instagram so i scrolled all the way back down to the bottom and i'm like this motherfucker was good then like Not my, this I, ain't, so. <laughs> I was like but you can see it's definitely got better right right, right. but it's like to you're right you'd look at somebody or somebody look at you and they'd go ah oh, look how talented that guy is right right you know i think you should almost put some of the day one shit on there <laughs> <laughs> like, this is where it started, bro. that's right i do i do so, I try and keep it at bay because yeah. I just want to wow people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I do like to... I think just recently I did uh, I, I did a post off a rock I did six years ago and yeah, a rock I did now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that was a good progression shot. But 
Fuck, if you go back even further, there's some stuff that I just cringe and could not even... Don't show me that ever again. Well, that that's kind of one of the gnarliest things about being an artist, bro, is that, like, the stage... I mean, if I fuck this up, I just don't post it. Like, right, right. we delete it, we do it again. There's no... You know what I mean? The, right. the consequences aren't that gnarly. So right. it's kind of easy to do because to be good at anything, you have to essentially just be really good at failing. Oh yeah, fuck that. You just yeah. have to fuck up a lot and then like learn and then learn and less. learn. It. But when you're painting a thirty meter wall, bro, it's kind of hard to fuck that up over and over. You know, it's a huge target to see. Yeah, and if you make a mistake, it's a big mistake. Yeah, you know, and I see that in all of my work. Yeah, really, all the time. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I just, I'm, I've learned to go. Okay, that was a mistake, and accept it. Not yeah. like look at it and go, fuck shit, you know, and start talking yourself down. Yeah. So I look at it and go, okay. I stuff that up. I can better that, and then I just better it for the next time. Yeah, yeah. So mm. we go back. What was the first? So it was just like the names. So you had your first name that you started tagging. Yeah. And like, what was that progression like? And what sort of age was this that you were doing that? Um, I started tagging at like ten because you know, yeah. when I was ten years old, we used to just play outside all day long. So being outside was normal, bro. You were outside more than you were inside. Yeah. So yeah, tagging on the street was completely fine and i did that till about 12 or 13 and then my parents decided to move us to australia oh wow yeah and then um i just finished what is it that i think it's year six here mm. which was form two back home right mm. and all i knew was my little tiny neighborhood all my friends were there everything was there and then my mum and dad just up and decided to move to a whole nother country bro and that took me a long time to get over that like really I, yeah i was because i was an introvert yeah, I was into okay. it, but I wasn't. I wouldn't go out and talk to people. I was in a foreign country, never been in a plane before in my life. Yeah, and I just had to. My first Where'd day. Where did you move? Uh, here. Say Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've been on. I've been on the Gold Coast since I moved here. That's crazy, eh? Mm. Ninety-seven, bro. No, <laughs> longer than me. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, I grew up in Cairns. Oh, right. Yeah, and then did the like lived in America for pretty much all my twenties, and then wow, just Where only. Uh, like LA pretty much like kind of all around there you've done a bunch of stuff over there right? I, just one. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been to LA a few times yeah. but I've only painted a mural there uh, okay. once, yeah. But uh, yeah so I lived there and then I've only been on the Goldie like two years now oh really yeah Fine. but my well so my parents were here for I think my parents moved from Cairns to Brisbane maybe like seven years ago now so I kind of for the last seven years I've been Right. When I'd come back to Australia, it'd pretty much be like exclusively here. Yeah, but right. yeah, in terms of just living here, like even one of my mates, he's lived here for since he was like 16 or something like that. And uh, he knows all the back streets through like, um, <laughs> through uh, Broad Beach and so oh, yeah, like, you know, yeah, like yeah, to get yeah. back out. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know shit. I'm to like, put, the traffic. Yeah, yeah, I'm putting on maps and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> fuck you doing, bro? You live here. I'm like, man, I haven't lived here that long. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, so that would have been a pretty big change then for you. Yeah, bro, huge. Like huge. So I just, I just stayed home. School was terrible for not terrible, but scary because I just didn't know how to approach people. Were you a big kid? Uh, not really. No, a little bit bigger than the average person, I think. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, right. Yeah. Was it hard to make friends, or was there a lot of other New Zealand kids around? Or well, what happened was the first day of school. Um, there was another kid and he was from Wagga Wagga where's that that's like in New South Wales yeah it's right? like New South Wales border of Victoria I'm pretty so sure so he was he was in the same situation as me he got moved to a 
city he's never been in before. He's a country boy. He yeah. doesn't know this life. So yeah. I, I clung on to him, bro. So I was yeah. like, man, me and you have something in common. And I didn't want to be alone, bro. So let's yeah. stick together. <laughs> <laughs> so I hang around this Aussie country kid. Yeah. You know, probably the Aussiest kid you could have. And that was my first friend, bro. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I just hung on to him for a bit and we just kind of roamed the school for a bit. And then I started meeting more people, more people. And then, you know, you hang around, you know, you hang around groups in the yeah. high school. Shit. I started hanging around in groups. And him being a country boy, he found boys that he could relate to. Yeah. You know, eventually. Yeah. And then he started hanging out with them. And, and then, so did you get into did you try and get into like the tagging scene here then well i didn't even know it existed bro because you gotta so understand you thought when you left new zealand like you just thought that was something that you guys did yeah. in your town yeah bro yeah. damn dude yeah. we didn't know but I, I didn't know it existed that makes sense man there's no instagram right. shit. yeah i didn't know i hadn't been outside my town bro Fuck, that's so crazy. i get here and um i'm here for about a year or two and we go to crown markets you know where crown yeah. market yeah. yeah so i'm walking around there with my um, mum and dad and there's this old as antique bookstore. Yeah. You know those, you see books like that. Yeah. And all the pages are brown because they're so old. Yeah. The whole fucking shop was like that, bro. Just old as books, That's right? Sick. I got a couple of those old ones right there. <laughs> but they're history. Yeah. You know? And anyway, the shop's in this old man. Looks like he's about 100. He's running the shop, right? It's just, it's just a little old shop. And then I'm, my dad's in there. And then I'm just looking around. I'm still, I think, 12, 13 years old. And I see this little comic book in the middle of this old ass antique and it and it had like a um, subway train on it. oh and you seen it yeah bro like all yeah. the graffiti on the side yeah and I picked it up and I was like the fuck is this and what? then I opened it and it's like opening up the pearly gates you know wow just, like, dude I was like what the f does this even exist where is this who done this where can I do this you know and then that's when I was like there's more to this than just tagging your name and then wow. that's when I started to fuck is this what graffiti is you know I, I had no idea bro and, and so then, was that just like a floodgate of culture that then opened up like did you then start like trying to well, dive yeah. deeper into it yeah I was kind of already into it just unconsciously yeah like, like I'd only listen to rap music and hip hop music so yeah. that's kind of part of the hip hop community yeah. you know um, I wasn't into breakdancing but I liked it and, and then yeah I just realised that graffiti was a part of it yeah you know of this whole hip hop elements and so I just like this is this is me. I'm yeah. already kind of doing this, but this is how you actually do the graffiti part of things, yeah. you know. And um, but being on the Goldie, there's no such thing as subway trains, yeah. And there was no trains in my small ass neighborhood, so it was the walls, yeah. So I just started doing that, yeah. Wow. And then it just evolves into bigger and bigger things, yeah, yeah. And then when I was um. I always wanted to be a tattooist, bro. Even though I love graffiti, mm. my mindset was when I was in high school was I'm going to be a tattooist. Mm. And I knew that you didn't need an education to be a tattooist. You just had to be a good drawer. So mm. that's what I work on. I get shit grades, but I work on my tattoo designs. And then the teachers would always go to me, you need an education to get somewhere in this world. And I said, oh yeah, I'm going to be a tattooist. Yeah. And they wouldn't even know what to say, bro. They'd be like, oh, um, trying to think about what things you need to become a tattooist I said all you need is to be able to draw yeah and so that's all I focused all my energy onto bro yeah wow yeah. so so what did your parents do like was this something that they like encouraged or they just were like no just do you bro yeah oh they didn't support me they did not support me yeah I was kind of just like my little I'm doing my own thing this is what I enjoy I didn't think anything past that yeah I like this 
brings me joy, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And my parents, yeah, they, they just were blase about it, I guess. Yeah, which <laughs> they is... They knew I enjoyed it. Yeah. They knew I enjoyed drawing. Yeah. But they didn't, like, encourage me to to go to art school or yeah. learn, learn a trade. Do we know how to sell art? They didn't teach me any of that. Yeah. Because um, my dad was fixated on me playing rugby. Yeah, okay. That was his... Did his, you play rugby in that as a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played, bro. And that's all, that's all I... Um, that was the only sport I really played. It was rugby all the way up and came over here, started playing rugby, yeah. made rep teams and but it wasn't It wasn't like your passion. Nah. Nah. Yeah. And it took me till I was like well in my twenties to actually realise that. I was yeah. playing to get approval from my old man. Yeah. And that's why I played. Have you ever spoken about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoke. I told him, bro. It's interesting, eh? Hey, like when you me and my brother, we had a thing, we both played footy in cans and our dad was like the president of the the district and you know, like and then we added a ton of political shit like anytime you made a team or whatever like everyone's like oh it's just cause you fucking dad and it took all the fun out of football for it my yeah, brother was wow. one of the best my brother was one of the best footy players like I've ever seen as like yeah. a 15 you know 14 15 year old kid but like it just ruined him you know but we both wow. kept playing for ages when we didn't even like it right just because we wanted to like you know kind of make our dad happy right and then we ended up then we ended up really shifting into the motocross stuff yeah right which is what made my dad even more happy so we're like fuck we should have just yeah done, right you know, done this done from the first. start yeah <laughs> but it's like funny those conversations eh when you look up to someone like your old man so yeah. much yeah yeah I didn't like hold a grudge against him and I yeah. I won't say I hated the game I enjoyed playing it I'd play it after school fucking during school yeah Um. so I enjoyed playing it I, I won't say I didn't but it wasn't just like I didn't want to become a professional yeah. rugby player I was just something to do something that I was pretty good at something I enjoyed doing Yeah, and that was the same with graffiti and art bro it was yeah. just something I enjoyed doing so I just kept on doing it Yeah, and then it just evolved into so when I was in high school and I was telling you about you know I'm just going to be a tattoo so fuck school fuck That's education such a fucking gangster move too bro. I don't need education to be a tattoo bro <laughs> yeah bro that was my mental attitude and then um, I finished school and then I actually it came true so I, I got to do an apprenticeship Mm. and then when I started it straight away I was like fuck this might not even be I won't say straight away but like three to six months in I was like you know what this might not be for me really yeah what were the elements that you didn't like um the canvas yeah the canvas is not big enough well that was one thing yeah, yeah the canvas is you gotta understand the human skin is the hardest it's a breathing moving smelling canvas yeah and I'd for some reason I just I felt um, compressed that I couldn't be creative enough on yeah, a body yeah because you got to do what the person wants yeah. what the wearer wants which is fine you know that's their body that's their skin that's what they want on there yeah but I wanted creative freedom mm. and um, graffiti had that that was all it was yeah it was just do what you want on their wall any color any size and just fucking go nuts and that's what I liked. I yeah. liked that freedom. And um, tattooing was the opposite. It was restricted. Yeah. In uh, not a bad way, just the way I didn't really gel with, mm. you know. So I was like, oh, fuck. I think I might go back to street art or yeah. art on the wall. And then uh, at the same time, I picked up an airbrush gun. I was fucking around with that. What, what year was that? Uh, last year, high school. Yeah, because there was a period, like, I remember um, one of my uncles is the, like, old school old school sign writer 
right. and like never. What's his name? Glenn Jacobs oh, okay. from North, up in North Queensland, oh, right. and um, and he never had a sticker machine, never had die cut, never nothing. That he actually quit the trade when that took over, right? And he always would hand paint stuff. And I remember it was sort of somewhere in like the late nineties, early two thousands, the airbrush thing just exploded. Eh? Yeah, like it yeah, becomes like real, scene. yeah, real accessible, and like all of a sudden it seemed like everyone was doing that shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I had a rush. There's no rush now. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Eh? What's like the new thing for that? Uh, well, street art is huge because of social media, but the majority of people use um, aerosol cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm probably one of, I don't even know if there's other people doing aerosol and airbrush gun. Yeah, so is that what makes your style kind of unique? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it looks different. Right. Like it, you've got your own, like you have your own look. Like if you could look at any one of your murals that like that feel like there's stuff that you do that's real like very realistic which would be i'm assuming more of your commission stuff where someone's like really paying you to like do an exact thing yep but then i feel like you can see stuff in your work where it's like they've just said i want the rock and arnie or i want whatever and then it's your style yeah. like you're actually you're not trying to replicate stuff that right. it looks the way that a Matty Bro piece looks. Right. That's how I try and do every piece, even if they're commissioned, even yeah. if they're like, I want this exact photo, I'll go, sure. Can I add this? Yeah, so it's okay. like Matty Bro style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I always try and add that in. Yeah, yeah. Because your style is your identity. That's who you are. Yeah. So when people see that, they recognize the artist. Yeah. You know, and that's what you got to try and build and that's what takes years. The the To go back a bit, when you say you want, um, you want freedom, I've been thinking a lot about that as just an overall concept of like life at the moment right. because to me it's like freedom's kind of what I want with this. Right. And not just for the art for myself if that makes sense. Exactly. Like I just yeah, want to yeah. feel free and one of the it just come from a silly joke like one of my mates um I just went I literally just went and stole a Red Bull from my mate's car fridge the other day right. and he's like you just fucking do what you want don't you and I'm like <laughs> and it was a silly joke you know we're all right. friends but I was like yeah I, I do bro yeah, and then he's like oh you got it all figured out and I was like hey us three like there was the three of us there one of them's a fucking Dakar champion like the big motocross superstar right. the other one owns this great glove uh, motorcycle glove company right. which I actually should get him get you some spray gloves to like spray him don't be mad yeah yeah i'll yeah. do that we'll do that after this right. um and his d company is built on like just the most retarded fucking designs ever <laughs> like he just thinks of the dumbest shit like he he texted us all ages ago and was like hey send me photos of your dogs so we all sent him like a photo of our dogs and then next minute there's a glove They're with like glove. all of our dogs on there you know <laughs> like all the people that he knows and i just said to him i was like man hang on we've all got it figured out like he makes more money than you and you make more money than me but we all got to figure it out because yeah. guess what we we're free dude yeah bro i'm i'm a slave to mortgages and rent and you know like there's some stuff i'm not free but i've chosen you always will be but i chose that yeah, yeah, yeah and right. because i had freedom to choose that right. if that makes sense and that yeah. that whole that concept and it's like you know even to hear you say that you wanted freedom of the canvas it's it's probably not even just freedom of your art it's probably just you yourself not yep. being restricted by anything and that because right. that feeling man like that's a feeling that's worth chasing right yeah for sure 100 percent, bro and in, in in the art game to be free 
you have to have original artwork. Yeah. That's when you're free. Like when a person who and just, people want to what want to see your original work. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They want to see how you do it. Yeah. Paint it how you want, where you want, how big you want, and that's that's free. Mm. And does, that's where I'm trying to move to. <laughs> does that process like does that take time? Like if you think about the kid that was, you know, telling his teacher not to that they didn't want to do an education because he wanted to be a tattoo artist. Like, does it take a lot of time to even realize that that's what you actually want is just to be free? Yes. Because I'm, I'm so, like, I'm kind of just starting to feel that way now, you know? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's rules. Yeah. You know, when people try and put rules on you to help, it's like saying, man, I love that piece of art, but do it differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't need to be different. Yeah. It needs to, that's how I did it. Yeah. So why change it? You know? Yeah. Take it for what it is. Like yeah, who, who said? Yeah, that's right. Who yeah. said it's wrong? Who said it's right? Yeah. This is how I want to do it. And so with the art world, like the graffiti is, is graffiti looked at as like a separate thing of the art world? Like, you know, you mentioned art school and shit before. Like, but I know cause is, has a big, um, graffiti background yeah. as well like a lot of these like real respected artists like kind of came from that yep. is that like do you look to those kind of people for sure yeah bro for sure Mark Echo was the first you know that brand Echo yeah 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 the owner of that his name's Mark Echo he yeah. came from a very similar background to me so I've always looked up to him him and uh, Mr. And Cartoon s- similar how similar well he came from a graffiti background he did graffiti when he was young he picked up an airbrush gun when he was about 1920 same as me he started airbrushing shirts at markets and fairs and shit that's what I've done yeah and then he turned those instead of painting one at a time he just turned it into a brand started selling 10 at a time yeah 100 at a time and then he just built this fucking enormous empire bro was Von Dutch an airbrush thing as well at the start or was that different no I think no that was um, just inspired by tattoo art. Yeah. Or okay. airbrush art. Are you thinking about Ed Hardy? Nah, do you remember Von Dutch? I remember Von Dutch, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Um, oh, I just thought I remembered like uh, uh, seeing something where they were... Yeah, anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so you were then like... Well, when did you start looking t- more into like the culture and seeing what like... Because you, you have to get... Obviously, you were sort of doing it yourself, but it's like you got to get inspired by... You yeah, know. well, that's when the internet came along. Yeah, that's okay. kind of when I started searching outside of what I knew. Yeah, but before that, it was fuck. I don't even know how we. You had to see it by person. Yeah, yeah, you know. So the only other graffiti art you would see was from a person that you knew who mm. told you where it was, or mm. you just stumbled across it somehow. Mm. So yeah, that was kind of was all the information you could get. Is that a blessing? You're in. Um it makes nowadays because like if you grow up with the internet now you kind of have access to every style you got it's like there's a lot of influence (laughs) you know yeah it's uh, a lot less effort to find that Mm. you know where I think Josh Coon mentioned this he had to put in work you know 10 years ago tattooing Mm. you had to put in you had to sharpen your needle make your own needles and yeah same thing with um, graffiti and street art like caps fuck they were precious bro you yeah. lost, you lost one or one blocked up. You do anything to unblock it because it's the only one you had. Yeah. Now you can just buy five hundred at a time. That's you crazy. know, so things like that. Yeah, I love that little shit, man. Like that stuff to me is just so. I I think it's interesting because I know the little things in that just this room alone, the little quirks that you know you've just 
sometimes it can take you a week to solve a little problem with like a camera or a microphone or you know to get something just right it's like other people can't they can't appreciate that detail because it's just such like a weird little process you got to yeah. go through by yourself you know and you don't even understand how important it was until like later on down the track yeah, you know, yeah. Like, man remember when i had the one cap and i had to treat it like gold and if it fucked up then no more painting now it's not even a thought yeah because you, know, you can just access anything um when you started to do so you started well you did the tattoo thing and then decided that wasn't um what you wanted to do yep so, so what did you go back what did you go to from there well when i was trying to go down the tattoo road i was fiddling around with an airbrush gun at the same time yeah, just at okay. my home yep. you know i was painting canvases trying to figure out what it was and then when i kind of knew how to use it i thought coming from a graffiti background i was like man i could use this to put graffiti on clothing and then mm. sell that and then i started doing shirts and as soon as I figured out the idea, I went straight to my room. I pulled out all my white shirts and I painted them that day. And I was like, fuck, no, I've got no shirts left. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think, you know, I was just like, man, this is a good idea. I'm going to try it. And then I just painted all my clothes. Then I ran out of white clothes, started painting all my missus clothes. <laughs> you know, and then I just painted until all the clothes I couldn't paint were gone. So I was like, okay, I either keep practicing or I try and sell it somehow, you know. So yeah. I, I started just, at the time I was working at a... Um, bakery uh making bread and i fucking hated the job bro so um i would go home learn how to airbrush so i could leave that job yeah and then um i started hitting up all the boys that were working there i was like man i'm i've learned how to learn do it airbrush i'm putting names on hats you want your hat for you want a hat for 20 dollars and some of them will go no bro i don't fucking want a hat and then someone will say yeah and then yeah. i and then i'll do like five at a time take them all to work oh fuck man a hundred dollars mad then i'll do it again and again until there's no one left to do hats for because yeah. there's only like 50 employees yeah yeah um so i painted hats for, and then i was like man i might be onto something here so i'd work at the bakery monday to friday then i'll go to carrara markets and do markets trying to sell those hats and then over time it reversed i made yeah. more money in two days than i did in five days so how long did that take though because this is the mm. thing that i think a lot of people aren't really prepared to go through at least a year yeah i'll say that yeah yeah at least a year probably yeah maybe a year and a half two years mm. but i remember that i don't remember how long it took but i remember the moment i said to my missus we were driving home and i had 800 dollars in my hand and i made that in one morning so that's from painting in one morning or uh, selling one morning? Both. I was painting on the spot. Oh, wow. Yeah, bro. So that was kind of like the draw cut. So I'd, I didn't have enough courage at the beginning to paint on the spot, but that was the idea. So when people see it come to life, they'd want one. Yeah. And I knew that was the draw card, but I was I was too shy at the beginning and I, my, sh my hats were shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't... I didn't have enough courage to do it publicly. And then when I started getting okay at it, I was yeah. just like, fuck it. I'm just going to set up. I want to paint live. And I'm just going to do hats for people on the spot when they want it. And then and then, as soon as I made that decision, bro, it just happened. Wow. And then it just kept on going, kept on going. And then this business model didn't exist. So I didn't know. I didn't have any experience. I, didn't, I couldn't look up on the net. Oh, okay. How do I build an airbrush cat business? Because no one's doing it. Yeah how do I sell this? How much do I sell it for? 
Yeah. You know, where do we get hats from? Mm. And uh, yeah, I had to figure that all out on the fly, bro. That's the real education, man. Like I always talk about my brother. He is a chippy and now he's an athlete manager for like MotoGP riders, for Dakar champions, for V8 supercar drop. Like, man, I remember the first time. It's like, a big difference. Fuck, bro. <laughs> and like, and if you, if people really knew as well with my brother, like he used to fucking email us emails before he sent them to the people that were like we're intending to receive them because his fucking spelling was so bad oh wow so bad that like spell check wasn't even right wasn't picking, even you thing. know what i mean right, right so like and dude like i remember i remember him being like uh like real doubting himself and real like it crushed his confidence kind of thing and like mum would proofread his shit and it's like you know i mean it's probably might even not be something that he's that proud of but to me like that's the thing i'm the most proud of about him you know like he was terrible at school but he was trying like i was the kid that was good at school he was a kid that was good at sport and like i watched him like always struggle with that even to the point where like i doubted him when he said he wanted to like do that business right because i was like fuck dude like you're not really that good at like reading and i was like your job's just going to be living on email you know right and that motherfucker taught himself Wow. you know like at a after he finished an apprenticeship and now he's like i think he's one of the best agents in the country fuck and it's like but it's that same thing it's like what you said about you didn't want to focus on your education at school but it's like when it came time to learn like when you had something that it was so important to you to make this business work yeah that you had to learn had to how to do a business no other choice (laughs) and it's you know it's the same stuff i go i don't have a business degree Right. It's like you know, you, but that's such a great way to learn, and I wish people, I wish people could keep that in mind. You know, like the new skills, man. Like you can get new skills at any time you need them. Experience is the greatest teacher, yeah. in my opinion, for sure, man. Yeah. Not not like a human person telling their experience. Your own experience mm. is the greatest teacher. That's the biggest lessons I've learned is from my fuck ups, you know, and my success. And so. Um, what was the process then like of do you remember the early days of like trying to have a business yeah yeah bro i remember it clearly i remember days where um because you had to at the markets the markets were pumping then mm. probably 15 16 years ago so you had to get there early you want if you wanted a store the market started at 7 a.m if mm. you wanted a good store you had to get there 4 a.m 3 a.m really yeah bro it got to a point where we were sleeping there the night before to get a good spot. And if you didn't do that, you're fucking way down the back and no one ever see you. Really? Yeah, bro. So you had to. You had to. And I was doing surface markets, surface paradise markets. Yeah. I was doing that with my missus, just me and her. And that was 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. Yeah. I'll go 5 p.m., 10 p.m. My missus will go home. I'll drive straight to Crow Markets, sleep in my car, and line up. So I'd go there and then we'll wake up at 3 a.m. And then the security guard would let us in. All right, everybody come get your number and we'll go get our store number in line of when you turned up. I was getting there at 10.30, bro. Straight from surface, there's already three people there. Fuck. Yeah, it was next level. It was it was hectic, bro. And so, yeah, when you got your store, you got when you got your store number at about 4 a.m. What time did I say you let us in? Like 3? Yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah. He'll let you in at 3 a.m. And then you get your store and then you just set up and then you just wait for three hours because uh, markets open at six or so I can't remember but yeah you had to wait there for three or four hours what did you do to fill the time to sleep or I'd paint hats 
Yeah, so I'll you get them, started. I try and prepare or do hats that people have ordered for another day. Like, oh, yeah. You know, when people were at surface markets, I can only do so many hats. And then I'll be like, oh, sorry, booked out. And they're like, okay, I'll pay you and I'll come to markets, Corral markets tomorrow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I'll take that money. And then more people. Oh, would. right. So you'd get follow on orders. So yeah. then you'd get there from, so from three till six. I'm just you'd painting. You'd set up and paint the shit that you got from five till ten. Yeah. Fucking hell. And then, and then, so I was kind of keeping up, right? Yeah. But then it just got too busy. And then it was people coming at soon, soon as seven o'clock at bang, boom. Can I get five hats? And I was like, and each hat was taking me a long time to make because I was slow and a fucking amateur. So I'm like, five hats? No, that's going to take me well over an hour. Fuck, I've already got these to do. That's an hour and a half. What am I going to do? You know, so I'll just sit there and I'll just try and pump them out and then more customers will Have come. you got any pictures on your phone of these hats? Nah. Fuck. Nah, you they're ancient, set, bro. But you got to send some. me a photo, yeah. I'll have to put up like a 15-year-old laptop that we still got somewhere. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't ever know if they... You, you should do a book one day. Have you ever thought about that? No. Dude, you should... Like, I got that cause book there. And it's like a bunch of cool, um, have a flick through it after, but it's like, uh, that was from the gallery in, in Melbourne that he did. Oh, the, recently? Yeah, the exhibition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go to that? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I wanted to go It, it was really cool, man. It was really yeah. fucking cool. But yeah, in that, that book, it's just like all old trains he's painted man. and like sketches and stuff like, like you got to keep all that shit, man. Like, yeah, cause it, now. you yeah. know, the track that you're on, it's like at some point, right. you're really going to want to look at that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, think about that when you're young, you know, nah. I was just on a train and I was going bro and I was just trying to keep up and what was the make- main drive though? Did you just want to, I get, was it just freedom, but you didn't think you knew it or yeah, was yeah. you like, you wanted to have this cool brand or what, oh, no, what no. was it? There wasn't nothing. I didn't aspire to be anything because I was kind of running something that I had no idea about. Yeah. Like I, well, I didn't spark the idea and then I didn't plan it and then I didn't plan for the future. It was just like, I reckon these could go cool on t-shirts. Yeah. And I did it. I reckon these will, I reckon I'll be able to sell these at the markets. Then I did it. Yeah. And then it got busy. Okay, now what now what do I do? Yeah. Paint faster. <laughs> paint faster. Paint more um efficiently. So cut corners, not cut corners, but cut time. Yeah, new processes. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. And then learn how to communicate with the customer faster. So you can so the process is only like thirty seconds instead of five minutes. Yeah, you're not talking shit the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, but at the yeah. start you kinda have to, right? Because yeah. you gotta like, you know, you gotta save Say face with people you got to get people interested in buying into you because yeah. it's not just the hat they're buying no, buying no. the experience with you exactly which would be the same with murals now I'm sure yes yes very much so so people buy the murals and me yeah you know, and you got to understand that yeah you know so if you're a dickhead then your mural that could look mean would just be like man that guy's a dickhead I know eh? you know what I mean so you, you the experience be... is tied into the into of the course. wall right eh? 100%. like the video with you and Israel Adesanya what, when you did the Culture Kings mural for his title fight it was just right. like fuck I'm getting goosebumps now like the vibe of him like talking to the crowd and the way that like you guys interacted it right. was that is that whole experience that everybody shared there is like is in that mural like you'll feel yeah. that moment when you looked at that mural he'll oh, yeah. feel that moment so yeah it's like you, it, it is a big part of you yeah definitely definitely and if you can capture that on camera that makes the artwork a lot more powerful because it yeah. shows what it done it reached out to all these people it amazed the person that's on the wall in mm. person you know it's and that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is just fucking blow people away yeah that'd have to be the the ultimate 
uh, approval, right? Is like you have the person standing there, like sure. looking at themselves yeah, on the bro. wall. Definitely. Well, who's the cool? Like, who's some of the coolest people that you've had like that particular experience with? Um, well, before I was doing murals and I was just airbrushing. Um, I was getting asked by a lot of music promoters to do. Back in the day, I don't know how long ago now, probably ten years ago portraits of rap artists all on t-shirts was the thing yeah Do you remember that yeah yeah so when music promoters would bring over rap artists mainly rap artists or r&b artists who were into that the the music promoter would hit me up and go do you want to meet this person just do them a shirt Fuck, and i was sick. like yeah sweet you yeah. know so i i got a lot of experience being celebrities that way yeah so right. i met snoop dogg uh dmx casey and exhibit right Exhibit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey and JoJo, a uh, to Men, yeah, right, yeah. So I got to meet, I got to meet a bunch of, but it's the same thing. It was pretty yeah. robotic, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like you get to sit down and have and a, I bet, chat. I bet at that point too, man, you would have just been a fan to them completely. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whereas and like, I still wasn't even confident in my work I was giving them. Yeah, and right. I was like, man, I hope they like this. What if they don't? Fuck that, it'd be embarrassing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll give them the shit, all nervous and shit. And uh, every time they were happy, and no, nobody ever said, bro, that's mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank goodness <laughs> yeah but, but it, it would switch though now right because now you look at like a video fast forward 2019 and you and Israel Adesanya like he's it's, he's like fucking so stoked on the whole thing that it's like a Matty bro piece right. it's done at the Culture King store so you know like it's this whole big thing like you're not some fan that's like handing over a fucking t-shirt anymore it's oh like, yeah it's more like a, a professional medium a, a professional yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah that's kind of what but I'm still nervous of hope he likes it yeah i'm still nervous about that i'm never confident like this person's gonna fucking love this yeah you know I mean? I'm, but that's just me yeah i kind of just don't like to toot my own horn very much it's probably the mark of like an artist though you know is that like when's a piece ever done how long's a piece of string yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean it's i could say the same with the podcast like it's definitely a question i could have asked there's definitely a thing i wish i didn't say like none of no art is ever finished nah. and i think that that would be the mark of an artist is a person that you know yeah, you, you always know. could have known that you could have done that a little bit better or there was something you wish you could have done or when to walk away when it's finished yeah because you can overdo it yeah you know you can sit there and go, no, it's not good enough and it was good enough fucking three hours ago well that's the thing to go back to the markets right is that there's definitely a thing where and i'm guilty of this myself and i think that as i've gone further into my life and i've gotten a bit older i've realized that there's no that you have to you have to think big yeah but you can't think too big right and you can't think too small right at some point and and definitely at some point you've just got to stop thinking altogether and just do whatever it is even if it's vacuuming the fucking floor of your studio <laughs> that's going to get you closer to that dream big but yep. if you know if you go too big you can get crushed because you're like fuck it's so far away i'll never i'll never do a, a 30 meter mural right or because, you're in over your head you went there too early yeah yeah so i think it's very important what you said that at the markets it was like this could look cool and just do it right and see what comes of it right because in your head you could imagine what comes of it you could go i'm gonna make these hats and then instead of doing it and seeing how it goes you go because then people are gonna feel like this and then I'll do this, and then that's gonna happen, and then and you just go so far down the track. You haven't even done anything, <laughs> but you know you've spent. And like I'm saying, I'm guilty of that shit. Right, right. And I think it's cool when you hear someone like you that's done so much, 
oh, I just thought this would look cool, so I did it. Right. And then I thought that'll look cool, so I did it. Yeah. It's so fucking important, man. Right. That you, to not you overthink just, some things. And you yeah. just got to, you actually have to do the thing. Yeah. Even if, and like you said, you were given the wrap of these t-shirts, not even thinking it was that good. Right, right. Yeah. And that was all before social media, bro. So I met all those people. Oh, I have got some on social media, but there was a lot I met that I didn't even take a photo of. It was just, mm. yeah, bro, like Lloyd Banks. Mm. From from G Unit, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. actually pretty cool, bro. I met him, but no photos, so That's didn't really happen. Right? I was gonna say, if it's not on the gram, it didn't happen, bro. That's it, man. And so, what was the so you um you do the markets and you get to a point where you're like you're too busy to even do all the work in the market. So, what was the next step there? And what were you called at this point? Were you Maddie Bro at this point? No, nah, no, nah, I've only been called Maddie Bro like when the mural work was kind of like almost full time yeah so okay. I was like okay I gotta get myself an artist name now because yep. now I'm an artist yeah you know I didn't classify myself as an artist when I was just airbrushing hats that's crazy because you're just a service that's what you are yeah you know, you're, you're not a artist giving art you're a person painting the name that they told you to paint for a certain amount of money yeah that's a service and yeah. I understood that and I wasn't like Dirty you didn't have an ego involved no, in it. No. Yeah. I just knew what uh, what I was. Yeah. So I didn't give myself an art name or, you know, try and push Brand myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The the brand was airbrushed hats. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. And yeah. then so like what was the stage though that that then went from like the markets to where? Like what was the next sort of step in, in well, the your, markets, your business? The markets went from markets to um fairs, like Easter shows and mm. and those that's when business in terms of sales really really picked up so me like i'd only been doing markets for about a year right mm. so i'm still very very new to this job to this career to this whatever fuck it even is i didn't even know i'm yeah. just running with it you know you're just not making bread no more <laughs> yeah yeah and that's all that was happening i was happy with yeah, that you're pumped yeah. yeah and then my wife goes there's a show in sydney and it's called the royal easter show and it goes for 14 days and i was like okay she goes Apparently, like 800,000 people go through there over the next two weeks. And I was like, what is it? Like a fair, like, you know, a big fair with rides and roller coasters and shit. And I was like, oh. And then she just goes, we should do it. And it was five grand, bro. And we didn't we didn't have any money to our name. Fuck. And I was like, me being like an introvert and shy and not yeah. even confident with myself. I was like, no, fuck that. First of all, we don't have five grand. We don't even have a car. We didn't have a car back then. I think we were just borrowing my wife's dad's car and I had no confidence but we did it anyway my wife somehow we got five grand together we must have borrowed the money I think and then we brought a car the day we had to leave we brought a car that day a VT Commodore we threw a bunch of hats in there bro all my tools and we drove to Sydney fuck how much did you make um, we spent five grand we sold out of stock three days before the show finished wow and then we had to hustle at the um we had to find some market in Sydney, early get there early in the morning and find a place that sold hats and buy all their stock. Fuck, and, really? And we done that, bro. Yeah, we went. We found some market. I don't know where the fuck it was. Park Lee Markets, I think. Found some Asian dude with a whole bunch of blank hats. I said, "How much for all of them?" I can't remember the price. Gave him the money, and then we turned up to the show late, which is a massive deal. You don't you don't set up your store late. You'll get a fine. Really? Yeah. So we were worried we were going to get a fine. We had to carry all the shit in, bro. There were hundreds of people around. And we we're just trying to set up, trying to, you know, catch up to how far, how much trade we'd lost. Then I just started setting up and painting again, bro. And so I think we made about 25 grand, <laughs> which to me, 
That was then, huge, bro. Yeah, 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 bro. But it, it took a toll on my body. I was like, I was head down, literally from the time minute we opened to the minute we closed, head down, painting. I was too scared to even not scared, but I was too worried to have a break to even have a drink because I didn't want the customer to wait because they had already been waiting two hours, three hours, and like we had no idea. My wife's going, "Oh, can you come back in two hours?" And they're like, "Yeah, fine." And we're like, "Fuck!" Now the wait's up to two hours. You know, and then now the wait's up to three hours. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I'm trying to just paint faster, bro. Paint faster, paint faster. And then that's when the trigger was like, okay, I think I think we're fucking onto something here. And I know I can't do this by myself, so I need some help. Fuck. So I have to find What a help. story, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I love this shit, man. <laughs> like this it's just that like there's no fucking shortcuts. There's no it's just hard work gets yeah. you to where you are right now like I fucking, fucking love that shit fucking dude fucking hard work. and you'll be amazed how sore your body can get from just just your like, finger dude yeah yeah like, finger wrist elbow shoulder shoulder back yeah back yeah back was a, my neck was a big thing um and I even during that show when we were fucking flat out every day I had to go to the hospital because I ended up with a blocked nose and then all the overspray from under the table, I was just breathing in. Oh. And I got really, really congested. And then I went home. We went to our staying at a friend's house that we had only just met. Yeah. That's how spontaneous this thing was. We didn't even know anyone in Sydney, bro. We just rung this person who knew this person. And we said, can we stay at your friend's house for two weeks? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> we never met them before, bro. And now we're good friends. We're still still good friends. Man, your missus sounds like a G too. Oh, she's a move, move maker, bro. She that's, makes moves. That's crazy. Is she, is she like an extrovert, you'd say, compared uh, to no, you? No, no, no. She's, a, no? she's just um, not scared to take risks. Yeah. She'll take them, bro. That's that's rare, I reckon. Mostly yeah. it's sort of the other way around. She's, she's a go-getter. She's always she's had a job. She was, got fired because she was too young to work. Really? She, she lied so she could get a job. She said she was, uh, whatever the age was, mm. she was like, she was six months younger. And, and where is she from? She's Australian. She's half Turkish. Yeah, she's right. Brilliant. Yeah. And um, yeah, her first job, she got fired a couple months in because she was too young and they weren't allowed to hire her. But she was the best worker. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Do you remember that drive home after with all that cash? Oh, yeah, bro. It was more of a relief because 14 days, 12-hour days. You of, wanted something to show for it. No, no, not something to show. I wanted a rest. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you drive, baby. I'm, I'm just going to chill for a minute, you know? That's hectic. But at the same time, we were just excited to get home because we knew we were onto something. We knew yeah. we, had, we were like, if we can do this in two weeks, man. And then we started looking, okay, um, Adelaide show. All right, when's the Melbourne show? Mm. When's the Perth show? And we started doing that for a few years. And um, the... The workload was just a bit too much for me. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not that scalable, like, no. over over time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but there's, bro, there's people who have got stores at the shows still cranking, still selling the same product, doing the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, dude, come on, move on, adapt. Yeah. Know? This is, you can do better than this. Yeah. You know? And um, some just stuck in their ways. Well, I realized that I could only make certain amount at these shows how yeah. can I make more you can't make any more you're capped there you know so I was like okay well then where can I make more so I started trying to move the airbrush hat business into a bigger market which was the theme parks and then we ended up in the theme parks and so how's that what, what happened there with the theme parks 
Well, I've always wanted to go in there because I knew my demographic. So you painting hats in the theme parks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I knew that if we were in there, um, we'd do well because yeah. that clientele is kind of like the same as it's the like Sydney show. Yeah. Yeah, bro. yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, so I was too shy to approach them because I was like, Fuck, I'm just a little shitty, a little shitty one person army who paints a bunch of hats. Actually, I had a couple of employees then, so we were a bit more. But I was too shy to ask. They ended up approaching us. Oh, really? Yeah, they came to us. And they was like, we've got a store for you. It was in, it was in a mad spot on the main road. And um, what, what theme park was it? Movie World. Okay, cool. Oh, because you're doing like superheroes and shit. Were, were you doing stuff like that or were you still doing your own? No, we were just... So you just still... Yeah. They just let you do your own shit? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought they would have been like wanting you to paint like superheroes so and stuff. Yeah, oh. yeah. I thought they were going to put a lot of restrictions on me. Yeah. And because, you know, theme parks and trademarking, and they're really big on that. So I yeah. thought they were like, only paint this, do it this way. You mm. know, so I was like, oh here comes those restrictions again well, I don't like them yeah and so if they did that I was like nah I'll pass but yeah. they were like all we want is your brand and your service in here I was yeah like, alright sweet so were you developing like a style then like did, could you see like the way that you did these hats change and you started getting your own sort of style through that yeah yeah sure and as I employed other artists I'll tell them to always be themselves. I said, don't do it like me because I do it this way. Do it how you want to do it. Yeah. You do it later how you want to do it, but we'll try and keep the overall look of it the same. Yeah. But kick it how you want to do it, you know? Yeah. So change your style up if you want, that's fine. Because I want that person to be original. Yeah. Or be themselves, you know, not be a robot. Mm. Because if you tell some an artist exactly how to paint something, it's not the same, bro. Yeah. you got to let them have their creative freedom um there's a guy i'm not sure if you would have heard of him his name's truthless and he does like really fucking cool art man he's been he he came on here early days and uh i started following him on instagram because he'd make like these funny animation videos and uh now he's he's doing like a bunch of art for a bunch of different people he's got his own merch he's got his own style and it's fucking super cool and how he started was and like how he got his style was uh he knew an artist and he said like dude how do i get good i'm just not very good at drawing like he was trying to copy a bunch of shit and uh and his artist friend said to him i want you to draw uh and and like a just pick a random thing for a year every day for a year you get the same thing right he said don't matter what size it is don't like you can do it real small real big real whatever but for a year you got to draw the same thing right. so he picked a fucking ibis you know the bird <laughs> yeah and he drew a fucking ibis for a year <laughs> that's it how did the first one look to the absolute last one dude well like he ended up with his style right it the like the last ones kind of look like his shit now right but right. he sort of does everything in the style that he did this right. this ibis and so that was his that's how you that's how he found his style you know right, right. and it was just like co- this constant repetition drawing the same thing every day <laughs> and that sort of when you just said you were just doing the same you know thing on these hats it's like yeah. i wondered if that's how your style really came to be i think is, so. is through that yeah yeah but i'm always 
mentally looking to get better. Yeah. So if this is my style now, it probably won't be in five years and it'll probably can be completely different in 10 Yeah. because I'm in a different mindset in But do you think it'd still look like your work, sure. like your yeah, brush yeah, strokes yeah. and sure. the way that you use? Yeah, the technique, yeah. Well, you'll see similarities, Yeah. but the accuracy might be better. The tidiness might be better. Yeah. You might add more colors. You might learn how to do different styles. So yeah, yeah you'll see it come from the original style but it's just evolving all the time i think that to the reason though i think that people can be successful through repetition in the way that artists can and you know like sportsmen or whatever is like the mundane grind yeah bro that you have to sit through yeah that that's what sharpens the skills yeah there's no the basics it's not some flashy fucking you know you don't get struck by lightning and then you can paint you <laughs> yeah, know exactly. it's like it's so but you've got to actually love it to put up with and keep going the bullshit yeah bro. and the sore fingers and sore yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's got to be something that's sort of there that you just kind of you can't let go of right definitely do definitely, you have a bit bro. of feeling of that yeah for sure yeah all the time bro um I like to, I'm always looking to better myself every, yeah. every day, every piece, even in life, you know. So I think that's something I'll always have. So my artwork will, my work ethic will always be in there yeah. looking to evolve. Yeah. And I think that's my fuel is just by, okay, work hard. You know, working hard works. Yeah. But just look to better it yeah. every time. Look to be more efficient. Look to be yeah. more accurate and stuff like that. I had a guy um, yesterday say, well, he was, um, I just met him for the first time and, and um, he'd seen the podcast before and he, uh, I was asking like what the, what my goals are with it and I was just like, I was going to ask you a question today too, bro. Oh, I don't know. Fuck don't have one? I like this. This right now. Right, like, this right. is the goal. Right, right. You know, like... I had, so just good conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I just really enjoy it. And it, and it's like, I mentioned it because it's exactly what you said. I, I know, like, so this today, once this is done, I got to cut the two cameras together. I got to switch back and forth. Every time I talk, I got to edit. Every right. time... You, I have to manually do that. Right. And then I got to like... How long do, does it take... Oh, for a three hour show hour and a half it'll take me to do so I'll just same deal bro like same airbrush deal I'm just fucking no phone Working. no nothing like just get the shit done I don't listen to any of it I just yeah. fucking pump it out right but it's like I do that then the iTunes and you gotta cut the social media and then you gotta do it and it's just hard work like it's yeah. not hard work I'm not digging a fucking hole it's tedious but like I'm putting time in right and to me like I've given up on the like the fucking down the field shit so much these days because in in my view now i'm like well it's, fuck it's like fun it works it's like it's got better over time right because i've just i've kept the same kept i've kept the same hard work going yeah, yeah so it's like i don't know just fucking keep doing it and then an opportunity comes up like at the start of this year and it'd be the same thing with murals you know you, you get these bigger opportunities you right. keep saying yes but the goal's the same like it's right you're just fucking trying to do the best job you can you're trying to do a little bit better than the last one yeah and you know at the start of this year we got an opportunity to do a podcast for red bull for their formula one team massive opportunity you know awesome. but even that you don't even read too far into that you just right. go there you do a good job you fucking do work hard that's it. give them their shit and then work hard do a good job and then the next day you just <laughs> you just do it again you know that's it and then if you, you have that mentality in 10 years time you would have progressed mm, somewhat exactly, you know yeah. you would have progressed somewhat 
Mm. I either think, a lot or maybe not so much just you know but you would have and, and the thing is too is like a timeline um, like I was thinking today there's this guy Andrew Santino I don't know if you follow him. he's like a big comedian in the US no he started like so he's famous like he's a very famous comedian okay and then he has a podcast which is really cool and he's like he's, he's a cool guy already doing super well okay and then uh, with the coronavirus stuff and then the Black Lives Matter stuff that's gone on in the last few weeks He's kind of like changed his content to do um, more of like a, uh, I don't even know how you say it, like his own commentary on events, but it's well researched. It's not a podcast. It's not a stand up. It's like this little thing that he's created and he's been doing it for a few weeks or maybe a few months with the Corona and stuff like that going mm-hmm. on. And, um, and I'm like, I've been watching him and I'm like, he's already real successful. This thing's just randomly come along. And it's like, he's going to be 10x more successful than he was even when he was successful. Right. It's not, it probably wasn't his goal. No. You know, it wasn't like this thing. Who planned this? Exactly. It's just, but it's hard work. He just showed up. He had an idea. He did it. And then I, and it made me think that because today um, I saw he was on Rogan's podcast, which that's the big, if you get on that, you've you've really, you're speaking to the biggest digital platform in the world, essentially. And it's like, he was already famous before that and he, wow. he'd been on but with somebody else uh, he'd been on that podcast but you know with with somebody else he was kind of like the secondary dude oh, okay. it, you know okay. but it's like now he's got that so it's like your journey is not develops. this yeah just it's just this constant kind of evolution but i think the one constant um is like the direction it's like the compass it's always pointed kind of north right. towards progress right towards well, you can't hardware. really see yeah. it's blurry but you, you just head there yeah you don't know <laughs> you don't know the address <laughs> no. but it's like you're kind of looking and it's you know you're just trying to keep going north if yeah. that makes sense might be some pitfalls along the way and oh you, fuck you might have to go south sight. for fucking yeah. three months yeah you might go have to go south to the point where you think your career is over yeah bro and then fucking find another gear exactly yeah and that, that seems, you know, true of so many people that oh, are, you know, so. doing what you're doing. I mean, look at Michael Jordan and, and he he preaches about the basics of, mm. you know, shooting after practice. And it was just, fuck, he just dialed everything in, bro. Did you watch that doco? Yeah. 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 I've only seen like the first two episodes of it. Watch it all, bro. Yeah, I don't have a fucking TV at home. Really? Nah. I'm doing a year without a TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Just me and my missus split up and then like she bought the TV this is random but she, she bought the TV so when she moved out she took the TV right and I've just got a fucking big hole in the wall you're not I, missing much bro nah and I'm like I was like you know what I feel like it, it my only thinking was I feel like at some point if I'm like old I'll be like oh yeah I just did a whole year where I didn't watch TV and, <laughs> you know what I mean I, I got like jujitsu mats on the floor and I'm like anytime Pretty much any time I would watch TV, I should just stretch. Yeah, right, right. Because, like, I'm in with my jiu-jitsu so stuff. Occupying yourself while you're yeah. doing what you need to do. Yeah, but, like, so but there's been a few things I've missed, like the Jordan doco. Right. I mean, I could watch it on my laptop, but that's kind of my deterrent from, like, the TV, if it's on the wall, the controller's there, the couch right. is there, it's comfy as fuck, just right. hit that. But, like, whereas with the laptop, it gets fucking hot sitting on your lap. So I'm like, <laughs> if I'm watching something, it's like... I'm really watching. I'm really, it. really watching. Yeah, yeah, I've got to really want it. Yeah, I think not having a TV, I reckon, only thing you're missing out is um, motivational shit like that. Mm. You know, but TV in general, fuck. Well, I don't garbage. watch. I only watch like YouTube or yeah, yeah. Um, me or too. Netflix essentially. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
I don't watch TV TV. No, nah, you yeah. can't watch the fucking news. Oh, no way. You can't watch social media anymore, to be honest. No way. That was my big thing I learned through last week. Well, really 2020. I'm like, every... This is the disclaimer before I say anything about it, right? All of these issues are important. Right. Every single issue that's been posted about, very relevant, very important. Bushfires, very important. Me. Coronavirus, mm. very important. Black Lives Matters very important mm. all of these things are very worthwhile things that we as a human race should work to try and improve of course the problem is is that everything is so fucking saturated with like these constant posts and it's like no one's uh, i worry that like no one really stays behind like is there anyone that's still posting about bushfires no. is there anyone that's still posting about coronavirus barely you know what i mean and what with me living in america I lived through that. I was there for the Trayvon Martin thing. Oh, wow. I was there when the the Kaepernick um, when he was kneeling for games. Like I've I've lived through like a ton of this shit. Right. And like, it's the same. It was the same thing. Right. It was getting posted about as riots as this as that, and then it slowly goes away. And I'm just like, now it's to the point where it's like, so I don't even like I didn't. I don't want to watch the TV. I don't want to watch the news. And now I don't want to watch social media. So you don't want to pick up your phone. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. So it's like, <laughs> fuck it, everything, I'm just getting pushed and pushed further. And again, it's not to say that any of these issues aren't worth posting about. Right. But it just seems like that, like, I just don't see anyone that's like still on the last thing. Right. And it's like, fuck, like what? All on the new thing. Yeah. And it's like, was that not important? Right. Like, because, and I think what it does is it speaks to like a larger thing for me, which is like okay i appreciate how important this is and how important it is to you but i know i know that humans cannot keep up the kind of intensity of this like there's no one that's got a passion that's as in, as intense as the way that some white chick is posting about all of this black lives matter like it's not gonna last no one can sustain that yeah. not even the the best activists in the world that dedicate their lives can sustain the kind of passion that you're showing right, right now right. and it's like if this is an issue that we want to fix we gotta level out right and actually fucking think a it's like a diet to me yeah. it's like if you just go wake up one morning and you go i'm not eating any sugar i'm not eating any carbs i'm not drinking any soda i'm not just blank like that's intense right that's very very hard to keep up for 50 years right and all of these things that we're talking about and that they're being posted they're 50 year issues they're 100 year issues so it's like you want to come at this shit with the same intensity of like cutting every carb cutting every fucking every sugar counting every calorie and you think that that's going to like you can keep that going for 50 years <laughs> right. and you know to me that's kind of where we're at with all that stuff right. so sort of been a blessing about the you know you move away from the tv oh thing i think that, i think so bro so then it's but it follows you in the fucking social media it's like i feel like it's just where the world's at right now right oh yeah i think just because i'm big on energy you mm. know so and like when i pick up my phone i'm about to go on instagram i, I just know that man there's going to be a lot of anger yeah when i look yeah at what's happening right now and and then you just look at the comments and people are arguing with each other it's just there's ten thousand opinions and there's ten thousand opinions against those opinions yeah and then there's just back and forth back and forth back and forth with no end in sight no you know so i'm just 
so for me that energy is just like oh you know yeah. i'll just i'll just give it a break and yeah. i'll try and do my part wherever i can and i'll you know I'll back it is. up those people that i think uh deserve something you know yeah. but in terms of trying to get amongst it and you know yeah. it's just like oh man the energy is just a bit much for me yeah and the problem is too that it, i think the me- like the media has a big kind of role to play in this to where um because you hear the big thing like control the narrative like mm. that's kind of like a buzzword that is like that a, is a buzzword that, but that is a, like a real thing right it's like a real problem that especially even in the black lives matter kind of movement is that it's like the like white people do control the narrative they own the ra- they own the radio station they own like i, I first of all i don't believe that and there's any of the living in america living in australia i don't believe that either of these countries are racist right in terms of like me you the net like if you just went out and just like talked to everybody in the country you you wouldn't come back on like no oh, fuck i live in a racist country right i don't th- and especially america they've had a fucking black president you've got a guys like jay-z black billionaire mm. you know you've got mul- you've got black billionaires so it's like there's obviously a point where it's like you can make it happen in america it's not completely a racist place but you have to say that there is systems in place that were from a very long time ago that have like very racist um agendas yeah and like they were created in a time where that was very prevalent right you know what i mean and i just think that there's a there's a big distinction and i feel like it's just so dangerous and this is where that whole narrative thing comes in it's like i wish the narrative always got pushed back to hey guys all right overall we're not racist we've got problems there are problems that need to be fixed but if you look at where we are in the history now from where we were in say 1640 to 2020 big difference massive difference for everybody mm-hmm. every 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 single person of color every white person we all live better lives in terms of, you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that but that's lost in times like this right. and i wish that 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 so would you're be, not nobody's seen the good progression exactly right there needs to be a voice for that shit True. like because and especially the the um the trayvon martin thing was kind of gnarly with um when that went down in america and it was very like it was and and i grew up in cairns like i grew up around like black community like the black community massively right right. and i always like i always felt kind of weird about that whole situation when like oh white privilege and this and that and i i was like fuck like it's kind of i didn't really know how i thought about because i was like i feel like i knew where i stood on this issue you know i was like i grew up living a certain lifestyle like living in cape york like i feel like i'm good on this issue and <laughs> right, i was, right. was quite conflicted on it right and and then i went on a flight one day and there was this this black lady walking in she had a baby she had like bags there she was by herself the baby was fucking screaming dude like a newborn kind of baby right and maybe you know three four months old right and um anyway she was fucking screaming plane took off screaming had snot coming out of it like it was just poor kid you know and then little old white lady stands up gets a thing out of her bag and gets a syringe and gets some medicine and like she was a fucking nurse like a, a kid's nurse Why? and she went up she like extracted snot out of this kid's nose yeah, and right. like gave it this medication that helped it sleep and then gave the mum some extra medication for when the baby got off the plane told her how to use it and i was just like all right if it's 
you know, if I'm just looking at the world as I see it right now, that's like, that's a lady helping another lady. Right. Doesn't really get much more. She's probably a mum. And that's a mum helping another mum. So it's like all the good has just been pushed just, aside. Oh, just it frustrates me, you know. Yeah. So when nobody's looking at the progression, everyone's yeah. looking at the yeah. anger. And it, and it's like the thing where, you know, you say the and I was guilty of this when I was living in America and the whole the Black Lives Matter thing first started. And then once you start hearing, well, all lives matter, I'm like, oh, I do agree with that. I do right. agree that all lives matter. But now I'm like, nah, there's actually, there's zero problem in, in saying that that black lives matter that does not take away from me no, in no. any way no you know what i mean and that probably is that old feeling of guilt but you know what i mean like, guilt from you well you, you feel like that's the thing that's what's weird about it right, right. i've never you done anything wrong <laughs> i've never done anything right. wrong but there is a wrong that has to be righted right if that makes sense yeah but it's like again it's just like we keep we need to just keep coming back to this issue of like nah man we're killing it right in certain areas and right. there's other areas where we're not and where we need to work on exactly and there's mm-hmm. areas where it's like very very prevalent but again it's like if anything with like the riots and with all the shit that's going on it's like the overall like boots on the ground thing like forget the media forget the social media headlines forget any of the fucking weirdness that gets tagged there's white people there's black people they're marching together they're the people on the ground mm-hmm. that's not racist that's no. you know that's people that are like really together right. but then you get the people that i don't know who the fuck they are that's got the voices or the media that says all lives matter and all that and you know slowly but surely the comment sections start to be a battleground not over the original issue right which is you know justice system reform in america any reforms that we can look at in australia further conversations we can that doesn't matter because it's about there's these side issues that get created right and then it's just a battle between well my point that it's like oh i know we're talking about racism overall but like you have to say it like this it's like what the fuck does it matter like why do we care what are we doing here man we're just going down the wrong path yeah so and i mean i don't know that's been yeah that's been something i've been thinking about a lot through through this whole time you know it's like fuck it's been overwhelming and do you feel like we you live in a racist place though no, no, like like you in said. In terms of day-to-day interaction. Oh, in terms, yeah, you know? no, 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 no. I haven't experienced that in, in a very long time. But that, that, that that's not to say that there's not room for improvement. Right, yeah. It's not to say that racism isn't there either. Exactly. But there is a lot of good. Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. You know, and we need to shine the light on that. Yeah, because it's like out of that, like that's the shit you build on. Right. That's the stuff that's easy to build on. Right. It's easy to build on like the good that's already there. Right. As opposed to like, it's like it's easier to fucking just keep throwing wood on a fire to make a fire bigger than start a whole new one right you know what i mean and it's like we've already got a lot of kind of good shit going on so it's like let's just keep that fucking let's keep that fire going right all of all of that's where the the focus should be yeah i agree bro we're in fucking crazy times right now that's for sure and then you add in the fucking coronavirus (laughs) What did you think? What did you think when like when that started all coming? Like, oh, the, how long did it take for you to realize, like, fuck, this is real. This is like gonna happen. Um, it always crossed my mind. I was like, could it be something? Is it gonna be something? Yeah. And but I never really said, all right, this is fucking real. We're all gonna, we all have a high risk of dying. Of. No, no, I never got to that either. I never got to that. Yeah. No. I, and I was, I wasn't a fan. I know they think social distancing is I'm not a fan of that 
because I'm big on human interaction, especially with my family, you know, when yeah. like I've got a son who goes to school and I know they're just doing the rules and I don't take offense to it, but you only had to let a drop them off at school now and they got to take them in. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I want to be there for my son. I want to walk him. I want to hold his hand. I yeah. want to be there for him everywhere he needs to be. And when you separate that from a father-son um, relationship when you put a divi- divide in there it yeah. pisses me off did you think that that was something you even cared about before this whole thing happened oh I took it for granted for sure yeah 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 yeah. yeah. like social distancing just man humans are supposed to interact bro mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, since when is being apart from each other a bad thing you mm. know? and like I understand the reasons why but fuck humans have to interact we, we interact with each other you know that's how mm. we multiply mm that's how we live you know the first the best thing for a baby when it comes out of the womb is what the mother's touch mm. you know so and smells and yeah bro yeah. yeah yeah um so just that has just bugged me yeah i think that there's a lot of stuff that came out of this like small example i went um and i went to a cooking store and i just bought like a fucking sick cast iron skillet and some good knives and shit like that and the chick was like oh you're getting into cooking and I was like, I kind of am actually. Like, uh, first time, you know, like first time I really like had a girl at actually cooking. Right. And um, she's like, oh yeah, you and everybody, it's really cool to see. Right. Because this lady works at this probably very quiet cooking store most of the time. Right. And now that people can't go to restaurants yeah. and order Uber Eats, well, I mean, you could still order Uber right. Eats, but I think it became, people started realizing how much they're actually were eating out right. when they couldn't go out anymore. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, she's like, man, it's crazy. This place has never been busier. Like we're selling so much shit for cooking. Right. And there's so many things like that. Yes, eh, for isolation. <laughs> yeah. And people that, you know, people started cooking more. People started playing board games. Yeah, and, bro. You know, you realize, you know, you appreciate the, the times that you have with yeah, your friends. Definitely. And going, I went and ate sushi with um guy who's a producer here. And, um, and we had sushi the other day after the show. And we were just like, fuck, how weird is this? Like, <laughs> I didn't want to be on my phone. I wanted to like really enjoy the experience. Right. And it's Of the, another person. Yeah. You know? And it's the same like with this. Like, I love doing this. I kept doing it pretty much the whole time. Good. Just one person in a room or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's something about just this sort of stuff. You can't, no, yeah, you no can't distractions. replicate that. Yeah. You know? Human interaction, human conversation that that'll always outweigh social media mm. in terms of uh, genuineness and um stuff like that you know well mary culture is so big on that like family extended family yeah 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 yeah. just you know we're even like italians you know yeah try to tell them to fucking not go start seeing each other that's why italy was so fucked up right true true yeah so they did learn the hard way i guess (laughs) but you know that's in their dna too and uh, they probably wouldn't even stop yeah because it's in their dna to be next to their family members you know even if cost them what's it like to stay attached to your culture even though you moved when you were young um oh you just remember where you came from you know yeah if you always remember where you came from you kind of know where you're going if that makes sense yeah so i always like the culture is always going to guide you sure yeah. yeah 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 and if you want to learn more about your culture then you just you take it upon yourself to learn yeah you know and get go down the rabbit hole as deep as you want yeah um, I would eventually like to speak it fluently, mm. you know, because my, my dad started doing that. He he did it late. He started like in his 
late forties. Yeah, we started to learn to speak out. Did you do our native language? Did you just side note? Did you do the mural at Cole at Heartbreak? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to say the first one. Oh, okay. He's you know how he's moved. Yes, yeah. I didn't do that one. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. That, that was a um, big art print, but my mate did the artwork for it. Ah, uh, right. So I did the one in his first gym. Okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I I did jujitsu with Cole. And oh, right. I, do, I do some workout stuff there when when it was going, um, and yeah, like when you saying you want to speak the the language fluent, right. like he's just fucking. No, oh, yeah, he's, he's such a Maori G that dude. <laughs> eh? like he's, he's in it. Yeah, he's fucking deep in it. Eh? He's a humble dude, bro. Oh, he's yeah. a fuck. He's a man. He's he a works hard beast too. too. Yeah, yeah. Him and I. Oh no, actually, I was probably a little bit before him, but you know, we're one of the guys who work for ourselves at the beginning and kind of always kept together yeah right you know it's always like how you doing brother yeah i'm doing this oh yeah sweet i'm doing this yeah good on you you know kind of just like cheering each other on because we're both entrepreneurs and yeah and uh, there's a bunch of us like that kiwis maoris around the gold coast that we always just just give each other a nudge of positivity and yeah brother yeah that's us we got this Dude, that's um. I mean, not to keep going down the rabbit hole of of all the issues, but like that's one of the things that I as well like a bit of a message is like I fucking I love that shit of people that it's like there's cultural groups getting together and supporting each other. Yeah, it's like what forms a community? Like your skin color or like where you come from, like that doesn't have to define your community. No. Like you can be Build your own. Yeah, you can be <laughs> a, a Maori artist, a graffiti artist, a, a tattoo artist. You can be, and you can be in the tattoo community. Mm-hmm. And you can be Maori and do that. You can be white and do that. You can yep. be Sudanese and do that. You can be Lebanese and do that. Definitely. And then it's like, that's not a problem. No. Because you have things in common that bring you together. Yep. And that's like, culture should, could, should be able to do that same thing. You know, like, you should be able to celebrate the differences in Maori culture should be able to celebrate the differences in black culture mm-hmm. should be able to celebrate and same with like the, the white culture or any any of these different cultures like we should be free to celebrate that shit and i think sometimes it gets looked down on a little bit that like if you don't diversify you know what i mean there's like such a big push for really diversify and really include everyone and really but it's like I shouldn't be included in Maori culture. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But it's like, that that shouldn't be, that's not a bad thing. Like, no. why do I have, no. I, I shouldn't have to be included. I'm not that fucking important. Well, like, people should be able to be in the groups that they, you know, want to be in. And it's like, that group hopefully would do good. Right. Because I mean, the fucking example of that being bad would be like the Ku Klux Klan. Like, that's not a good community. <laughs> but like, we all fucking said that's not a good idea. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, I do... I think that's probably another thing that's not said enough is it's like you should be allowed to be like with your people and with whoever the fuck you want, whether it's like your people in terms of like your jiu-jitsu community or your art community or the Maori community or the Aboriginal community. You should be in that community, man. Like you shouldn't be frowned upon for like groups of people to get together to bond over whatever it is. Right. Because it's like you and Cole might not have anything else in common but your Maori ancestry. Right. But that's fucking something cool to have in common. That's like, enough. You should, yeah, you should be yeah. able to be okay to like kind of dive as deep into that as you want. Yeah, and I think yeah, sometimes nowadays, because everyone's trying to be so, we, we all want equal rights. We all want equal opportunity. Everyone wants to be equal. But it's like, there's some times where like, nah, go and be, go and 
like be with the people you want and the communities that like build your own thing don't worry about diversity in that mm. celebrate the differences because like everyone can learn from them everyone can benefit yeah. from the lessons that come within that you know yeah so sure. sometimes sometimes i think that you know diversity is not that good of a thing yeah like let the people be like let whoever the people are whether it's like the gay community even like you know you can call it any fucking community you want mm. let people congregate and and like fully ex- dive into themselves. the experience of like being them you know yeah and then i think when enough people come together to make a community then it's almost like uh cells making up a human body it's all individual cells but it makes up one person one bigger thing exactly so like you can look at like the maori community there's got enough dna like enough cells in that to be one person and then there's enough people in the white community to have you know for it to zoom out and be one person same with the aboriginal community african-american community italian community and then all of a sudden the conversation isn't how do we please all these fucking millions of people it's like how can this person and this person get along right you know what i mean like we can make it a little bit more simple because at the end of the day if you you know think about it in that that way of like just where a group of cells that are all working towards the same goal then it's like you have this person and this person just talk to each other it doesn't have to be all these voices that have to you know mingle with all these other voices like let's Mm. just go one-to-one here that'll be like a leader eh? of that community is that what you i just even think like just treat it like um just treat it like it's its own thing all of the issues within that community treat it like it's just say it was me and you that had an issue it doesn't have to be about this person but you know it doesn't have to get into the details of every organism that's within it if that makes sense it's like just reduce it down like let's say there's a you know you could pick sort of whatever issue it's like it might be an issue between this community and this community but like how would you just reduce that down to let's just say if it was just two people in a room having a conversation how would you reduce it i just think that it's like a way that you got to think about it oh I see. you know what i mean so like you'd say um you'd say like say we we had a problem like let's say the control the narrative thing so in my mind like white people controlling the narrative that would be me like just talking about myself the whole time and then you're there as a maori dude being and i'm like let's say we got a fucking podcast right. like right now it's going out to the world you never even get to talk <laughs> so like yeah you're at the table right. but you're not getting to tell your story because right. i'm fucking constantly talking and telling my shit right right so then how would you so you could say that that's the maori community and the white community or whatever you know whatever right. community right but reduce it down to two people and you just have a conversation between you'd come to me and be like right. hey man like right i know that you don't fucking overall that you don't like hate me but like there's a part of you that kind of just tells the story you want to tell right. like i've kind of got some stories about because essentially like when you know in your australian class like you don't learn about like the the black war in tasmania where there was a genocide of almost every single indigenous australian when was there in the 1800s yeah well pretty much wiped out all of tasmania all of the indigenous it was one of the worst genocide well they don't even call it a genocide but there's an argument in like anthropology to actually call that a genocide so the white english settlers came basically wiped out the entire indigenous um, population wow yeah but like so that's controlling the narrative right gotcha because i didn't learn that at school i learned that from a from an elder 
in cans. Yeah, right. You would have learned it in a book. Nah, I would have. You would have learned it at school. Nah, exactly. It wasn't told to me. Right. I had to. I had to like that came from like listening to an old black man. Right. That fucking knew. Right. And because I, I can't even remember how it happened, man. I must have made some like, just a kid comment, you know. And he was like, oh, actually, this. And I was like, fuck, is that real? And then you right. look at it, it's real. So, you know, that's the the thing. So, I mean, if again, it's just that one-on-one thing. It's like, that, it, it, let's say that's an issue. So, that's right. how you go. Yeah, right. That's how you solve it. Solve you, it. Right. You just, me and you could solve it. I'm sure if we had a problem and it was just me and you in a room with no other distractions, we could probably talk out that problem if I if I wasn't a complete fuckwit right and if you were a complete you know what I mean yeah yeah so both parties have to be open to listen and and just think about it as you know like because it is such a fucking huge issue when it comes to like a community of people that consist of fucking millions it's a real hard thing to get right yep. if you kind of just reduce it down especially just, now because there's about fucking two billion opinions so how do you you know how do you yeah. gather all those opinions and just cram it into one or a couple questions and then get one yeah. person to ask all those and then get them answered and then get the opposite opposition an- yeah. answers and get them answered so yeah it's just scattered yeah and that's why i just think that you know if everyone like if we can hang on to that the couple of ideas of like we have progressed so much right and the other thing is not to like be discounted if you look at our past and you look at how things have improved wouldn't you just assume that they will continue to improve i would yeah you know i I can't see us going backwards from here i think that even with like the george floyd thing it's like there was another black death in custody in america but it's like recently well that was with him like yeah 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 yeah. so that but it's like i don't even know if you could say that's going backwards because like that's been happening like that's the problem that kind of needs to to get fixed and it's like and that's the main narrative is it what's that of how we can stop that in what way well police brutality yeah i just think that i think it's it just gets it's just got better over time you know if you look at and i think that these conversations need to definitely no lynching exactly right so you know that's a, an so improvement. exactly and but i mean in the time and i mean even me saying this now probably sounds weird to be like oh don't freak out it's getting better it's like i mean that probably even sounds like a shitty statement but or ignorant in some way but it's like i'm just trying to be positive and like remember like we're right. we are fucking everyone is moving forward like and this sort of shit hopefully hopefully this thing that happened in america recently gives us like a huge leap forward now something that might have you know what i mean and Mm. maybe that that's the good that comes out of such a tragic thing and the fact that there was looting and like it got as crazy as it did Mm. that's again like i go back to just that person in the room like at what point if we're doing the fucking podcast together for a hundred years and you don't even get to talk are you just gonna walk out the fucking room yeah maybe you would smash them like and fucking kick the door down and you know I get it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like when it's this, you know, that's when people start, oh, well, fucking, I get it, you're writing, but, like, you shouldn't be doing it. Like, right. It's like, can't. You didn't have to smash my microphone. Yeah. You know? And it's like, well, <laughs> fucking, what would you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, went off on the tangent there, mate. Oh, that's all good. That's what we're here to do, bro. But I just wanted to get a bit of that positivity out there, good. you know. Yeah. Um, so, when did it, um, 
when did we go from like the murals thing happening or like so you're at the theme parks mm-hmm. and then when did it sort of start to transition into where it is now was there stuff in between that uh yeah i opened up a well not open but i started a couple of um clothing brands yeah right so i did that was kind of i felt was a natural evolution from you know airbrushing on t-shirts to just designing them and selling them as they are. Yeah. So I did that for a little bit. They were okay. They didn't get very far, but I didn't wasn't putting much energy into it because the airbrushing side was always keeping me too busy. Yeah. So every time I'd try and step away from the airbrush caps and try and do something that was like more fun or mm. more challenging, the airbrushing side would go, hey, we're still busy over here. Mm. Fucking come back. So I'd have to go back. And then... And then I'd get more employees and then I'd cover my end of the work and then I'd be like, okay, I think I can step back a little bit. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of when I was like, okay, no, I can step back a little bit from this. What do I want to do now? Mm. And um, and then I tried the whole brand thing and I opened up a retail shop. And Oh, really? Yeah. Whereabouts is that? It was in Oxenford. Yeah. Yeah. So I only had it for a couple of years and then I sold it to my mate who was working for me in the shop oh yeah yeah so he basically he was the manager of the shop he, I wasn't barely there because I was too busy airbrushing hats yeah and I just sold it to him I said look bro you already run the shop you know everything you know the numbers you know the fig- figures you want to buy it off me and he's like yeah sweet so fuck he you sound me. like an easy dude to work with bro <laughs> <laughs> no, you just roll with the punches bro yeah. you come to a problem when you come to it you know if you, if you can try and plan to not have a problem yeah that's what good. Better, yeah 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 but sometimes you just come to something that you could never plan for like COVID yeah true you eh? fucking plan for that yeah true yeah. and then so I've adapted my mindset from being in COVID to okay if this shit all goes pear shaped and now I can't travel how fuck am I going to paint murals yeah so I started thinking okay well I make this much amount painting murals how can I make that amount or more standing still yeah staying right here yeah and the answer to that for me is um still doing murals but just selling it as prints well prints mm. yeah well i was just a gonna book? say yeah a book yeah eventually when you got enough content to just mm. sell a whole book you know like cause does mm. but yeah so that that's kind of where my mindset went during covid mm. you know i was like okay so how can i just keep doing this and then just disperse it out on online where everybody can buy it you know yeah. instead of one person buying my whole mural yeah how can a thousand people buy a little picture of it yeah and is that there's obviously already been like um interest in that kind of stuff yeah to, sure sure you know yeah. when you're an artist that's always an option yeah you know but um again i wasn't wasn't your focus wasn't only my focus i was too shy to mm. to say I'm Maddie Bro, the artist. Everybody want to buy a piece of my artwork? Mm. You know, that to me is, that still sounds scary to me, you know, in a way. Is that because you don't think you're good enough or yeah. do you like to be humble? Both. Purposely, like, because you seem real humble and even that's what Josh said. He's that like, can man, be, that he's can the be most a, humble guy, but it can be yeah, a detriment to you. It can, yeah. Because you can be really good at what you do, but you lack all the confidence, you Fuck, know? Yeah. So I think I lack some I'm much better I'm much better than I was a few years ago and um when the confidence is there and it grows I just accept it when it when I do but mm. for the for the most part I wasn't I wasn't very confident 
Yeah, there's a that's the one of the things that I struggle with with this is um, it to me it's like this constant balancing act between like you have to have your ego in it a little bit yeah to like keep doing it and yeah. to post it and to but then like one of my biggest things in life has always been to like since I really figured out what it e- what it even was to be like to big note yourself or to talk yourself up or you know those school schoolyard kind of terms yeah. and people, oh you fucking think you're hot shit like right. as soon as that started emerging I was like oh fuck I don't want to be that eh right. like I really really don't want to be like that and yeah, I don't, yeah. and I I actually think that that did that was like a detriment to me in right. my especially in like my film career and stuff and you I don't know as it's interesting that you say it's like your confidence in your work but it's a bit of the ego thing too like you don't want to look like that you don't want to self-promote and it's like the work probably was good enough but you sort of put some sort of weird ceiling on it in your own mind (laughs) yeah you know did did you go through that still yeah yeah still to to this day well even you said you were nervous about doing this yeah bro i was because you know i just like is my story good enough to tell it's fucking cool as shit <laughs> we haven't even got into all the mural stuff yet. yeah yeah right, right. but it, i mean it it's like you could you could maybe be more successful when you promoted more and you really yeah. pushed it more and you really like but then you run the risk of being that guy that you know people will then like oh he's kind of just fucking you know it's like yeah. it's hard but then then there's the other side it's like why should you even care about exactly. what those people think exactly but like, there yeah. definitely is like there's no real clear fucking picture of that right so I, I I believe when the confidence grows is when you stop giving a fuck about everyone else's opinions mm. so when you give a fuck don't give a fuck that's when this will start to increase mm. you're like you know what that, that person's opinion doesn't matter mm. that negative comment doesn't mean anything yes i am good at what i do yes i do work hard Mm. and then you just fuel that you know because there is a point where because i've been this guy before as well where like someone's kind of opinion did matter right and if you say fuck that guy he does his opinion doesn't matter when his kind of not not that his opinion matters from like who he is or whatever but like he was right right well if he's right then <laughs> you know but that's where the ego thing then kicks in right is so if you're saying i don't give a fuck to people that are right right then you're a dickhead then you're a dickhead yeah but that's real fuck i've been i've had that attitude where i've been like i don't give a fuck what that guy thinks right but then it turns out that dude was super right like yeah, i was right. actually being a fucking idiot right and it's that's what's hard to well they're the ones you got to look out for right and really try and pay attention to the to the fucks that you actually should give yeah yeah definitely and there was another guy who um he was kind of like my competition with the, in the whole airbrush game and i had that mentality towards him mm. i was like because he when he first started doing it and i was like accusing him of copying me and i was like uh. dude you stole my idea you know blah and kind of went at it and he said to me there's a plenty of room for both of us yeah you know and i was just and i was just fixated on nah bro nah you copying me you know, dog, whatever, you know, we got beef. Yeah. And then it took me, that was probably, well, he probably said it to me 10 years ago. I fast forward 10 years later and I looked at everything and I was like, he's doing, he's still doing his business. He's still doing well and I'm still doing well. It didn't affect me. <laughs> yeah. He was absolutely right. And yeah. then I messaged him, bro. Oh, 10 years really? later. Yeah. 10 years later. And I said, you know what, bro? You were right. Fuck, that's cool. Yeah. And I just told him. And now we just, we chat and we chill and we're good. Yeah. yeah. 
So and how bad did it get? Like, nah, not, not, not bad. Not bad yeah. We yeah. didn't ever, you know, yeah. swap hands, bro. Yeah. I was ready if it did, but um, I didn't want it to go that far. Yeah. So we'd see each other at shows and then I was like, yeah, fuck, there he is. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'd always try and keep an eye out on what he's doing yeah. and he'll do the same. And But it's just competition. That's just business. Well, the thing too is that, you know, I'm a real believer in a rising tide floats all boats. And right. it's like, you need, you know, your... Because the, the, the gym mural thing, mm-hmm. like that just exploded. It feels like it every did. fucking gym has a mural. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, maybe, and I mean, I'm just fucking, it's just full, you know, argument's sake. But it's like, maybe, it, let's say it's just you that was just plodding along on this gym mural thing. And there was no other dudes that were doing it. Right. It just, there's a chance that that just never catches on to the point where every gym needs a mural. <laughs> <laughs> and you could be you know yeah you might have been just kind of ticking along doing them but it's like without the help of these other guys creating a demand and creating right. a style and creating a look and then even to the fact where like yours when your murals if there's no one doing what you're doing then there's no chance for you to look better than someone else right for you to even become a top dog right right so it's like you almost even need the people under the bottom copying you right to make you the fucking top dog to make your work shine you right because so you, you can compare it to somebody else exactly but yeah. if it's just you doing it yeah so it's like in a weird way but that's the only thing like you said 10 years later right like that shit's not super obvious at the start right no no not at all not at all and then you're just trying to protect your business you know when you can see a threat yeah that could potentially take money out of your pocket you just your get defensive pockets. yeah bro yeah. and then that's how you mentally see it you know if I, you're gonna take ten dollars out of my pocket oh, i think so bro yeah we're going to fucking handle this. <laughs> and, you know, people, businesses fuel their whole careers, bro. You know, and they don't squash it ever. Well, you know, that that's like um, like Adidas and Puma, right? Well, I don't know. They had... So, they were, I think, fuck. I, I thought like, Adidas and Nike were like had furious beef. Bro, Adidas and Puma were fucking brothers. Literally, oh, really? I think, I hope I'm getting this right. I might be getting a few of the details wrong. But I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, Adidas and Puma were both brothers and then they ended up splitting companies and literally there was like a river that divided them yeah right they added us out of factory on one side of the river puma out of factory on the other side of the river and like literally their companies were just like built off hatred for each other i mean it propelled them to the top but you know and I bet you all of their moves were to better better the other guy yeah yeah. Yeah. so they, they probably don't even appreciate how far they've come and probably like don't even uh appreciate how much they owe to each other but it's like you don't want to live to that you don't want to live in nah, like that toxic you don't want to live to fuel to better one other person yeah you, know? you just you want to better everybody yeah you know with your product not compete against that one person and think yeah I got you yeah and then just do that as a mentality you want to be like how can I fucking touch people all around the world yeah yeah that's because that's like, the brand done that yeah you know so they sh- both of them yeah they should be like fuck man we touched the world yeah like congrats both of us yeah and like why yeah fuck why bother you like you choose the way you want to live you know like why would you want to live especially family dude could you imagine that shit yeah bro family can cut deep fuck that would suck (laughs) so when did like when did the mural thing come into play um i'd say about six six years ago um john davey from world gym i actually approached him because i was kind of doing the odd job here and there you know well when did you go sorry we'll fast forward a tiny bit so when did you we the whole time you were doing the airbrushing with the hats and the shirts and stuff yeah were you still doing walls 
people would come to me when I'm doing the hats and they're like, oh, you can do hats. Can you do uh, my son's wall and okay. my house? And yeah. I'll, I'll just say yes to everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, can you do, because I knew how to use an airbrush, can you paint a helmet? Yeah. Mm. Didn't know how. Can you paint a car? Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't just learn it. And then and then it just evolved. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And I've, I did some pretty cool cars and I did some pretty shit ones as well. <laughs> but I just learned every time. And then it, that was just, for years, that was just trickling. Like every now and then I'd get a random job. Yeah. Either a war or a car or a bike or fucking a nightclub or something. And then I just started, then it became more frequent. Mm. And then when John Davey um, hit me up to do a mural in his gym, I did The Rock. And then I, I kind of, I won't say a light bulb because I already was doing it, but I was like, fuck, this is actually good for gyms. Mm. Because murals in a gym give off this vibe, bro. Fuck yeah. They give off a vibe and that's what gym owners buy into. They're like, we want a new vibe a new feeling for this gym and murals do that well mm. I didn't even realise that mm. you know you paint you see it it's just an empty shell you see a mural you see all the gym equipment in there and you walk in and you look at the painting and, and it feels different mm. you know you're like okay I'm ready to work it's symbolism like, yeah there's meaning like it's just a symbol like Arnold Schwarzenegger is yeah. a symbol he's, a symbol. A, he's an yeah. idol yeah. you know you look at like a fucking a Kai Green a Phil Heath like yeah. when you're in there that's like they symbolize dudes moving the most weight yeah to do the most progress work, you know what i mean yeah. to be the biggest motherfuckers like the baddest dudes like yeah. that's that big dick energy that you know that there's a symbol like people whether you've got that energy yourself or not like you know what that energy is yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like you kind of want to tap into it yeah yeah even for a little bit you know even just for your workout mm. so when i started to realize that that's when i was like um, approaching gyms I started approaching gyms like mm. were you one of the gym? first guys to like approach gyms or was it was it know. happening or I don't know because it's exploded attention. now yeah yeah like it pretty has. much because every, of that because yeah. of the feeling it gives yeah. you know and the and gym owners realise that they're like fuck this piece of artwork changes the whole energy in the gym yeah and then people started catching on and I didn't I didn't even pay attention to who else is doing I yeah just, I just do me I see a gym they might have potential for a mural. I'll hit them up. Yeah. Uh, this is what I do. This is my work. Is this something you'll be interested in over time, over experience? It has m- changed the vibe in the gym. And yeah. if a celebrity shouted it out like The Rock did a couple of years ago, I'll be like, mm. even The Rock, you might get a free shout out. You know, you The Rock might shout out the mural if you do. You know, and I kind of yeah. sell it to them, bro. Yeah. And I go, imagine if The Shock, sh- um, The Fuck, Rock yeah. shouted it out, your gym, he's got. 100 million followers yeah imagine if 100 million followers saw your gym they were like oh fine you know it might not happen yeah but I just said I'll just say to them what if it does yeah you know it'd be money well spent right fuck the hustle is real Matty bro always bro (laughs) always hustling where did that where did that hustle come from like were you always a hustler in that even though you're kind of introverted like do you think you had that gear to hustle no Nah, bro. You learn that shit over time. Yeah, yeah you still learn over time, bro. Do your wife help with that? You reckon? Um, I reckon because she, she's not good at talking to public, talking in public. She would never do this. Mm. Hundred million years, but she would tell me, just do it. Mm. You know, I've been like, babe, what do you reckon I should ask this famous person or this person if they want a mural? And she's like, yeah, do it. Mm. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I hit up this guy. Um, his name's Flex Lewis. 
Yeah. He's a seven-time um, Olympia champion. He lives over in Florida. Yeah. I asked him. He said, bro, let's do it. Really? Yeah. Wait, how long ago was that? Like, was that early on? Oh, that, no. No, it was about three, three, three or so years ago. Yeah. So a friend of mine, he's, he um, owns a supplement company in New Zealand. He joined us too. Mm. And then, because I wanted some big name gyms. Because mm. I've been painting like all local gyms in Australia. And I was like, fuck, I want to paint them big gym that everybody knows mm. and then my mate Shane he hooked us up joined us together and we just Skyped each other and I was like bro I want to come fucking change your gym completely man and it's like oh, I've got some ideas and I said I've got some ideas too so we just went back and forth and I was like alright let's do it and then he flew me over to Florida bro I was there for a week I slept in his gym he gave me a, Real? yeah he gave me accommodation to a nice fucking hotel up the road I was like nah I'll stay here so I can work all night long and I slept on a little shitty mattress about this big. And I worked from, well, I know I got up at 7.30 because the PT would get there at 7.30 for his first client. And he'd turn the fucking music up as loud as it went, bro. <laughs> yeah. The gym wasn't that big, so the whole thing just echoed. And I, would, I was like sleeping and then it was bang, 7.30. I was like an alarm clock, but a hundred times louder. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm not getting any sleep in this noise. So I might as well get up and work. So I'd go have breakfast, then I'd just work from like 9am till like 3 or 4am in that gym and then I just go to sleep I just go upstairs have a shower go to sleep boom 7 o'clock up again for a week for a week yeah how big was that one it was a whole bunch of pieces oh okay so I did like 9 or 10 pieces in there mm. so I can't really tell you but there's a bunch of work in there yeah I put in like fucking over 100 hours in a week easy yeah but I was there to do one job like Flex yeah. he was saying have a day off bro it's all good and I was like nah nah I've got, I've got something to do I've got something to prove I want to show you what I can do And that's so sick and I just kept grinding bro yeah and it was it was a fucking mad experience it really was what do you like that, that shit would be hard just mentally to stay in it yeah for that long dude like I yep. know even sometimes like you know you do an intense podcast for three hours and then like, by the end of it you're just like Yep. I'm over it. I'm cooked. Like yeah, I'm the, sort of, the brain needs to yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah. You just get fried from it. Yeah. So imagine, dude, 100 hours of that in a week. Like, where are you going for that 100 hours? What are you fucking uh, thinking about? I'm not. I'm just in the zone and I'm like, because uh, when you're doing murals, it's a process. It's a, okay, step one, then step two. Then, and that's how you think. Mm. You don't like, I'm going to paint this whole arm here. You think, okay, that arm is going to be mid grey first then dark grey then white then black then highlights and that's how you think in steps so that's all I was doing mm. so I was just like okay this is what I'm up to and I'll think of the first five steps and I'll okay step one I'll do it however long that took me two hours three hours all day step two mm. step three and I'll just do that until it's finished and I'll move on to the next one and I just repeated that so I wasn't thinking about what am I going to eat I wasn't thinking about when I'm going to sleep nothing else I was thinking about what Flex is doing today just music on bro and turn the world off mm. and then just fucking paint get it done yeah and just fucking smash it but do it accurately yeah don't rush it there's a um, th it sounds like there's like a meditative kind of state that you go into like have you, yeah. ever, have you ever heard of like flow states and have you ever like heard that sort of terminology and stuff like that no so there's like in action sports like the sort of shit I've come from with motocross and the adrenaline type stuff like that's like a real easy way to get into the zone 
right. or like this flow state. And there's like a scientific state for it. It'd probably be pretty interesting for you to like look into some of this shit because I got a feeling that's where you go. Right. That you just enter this state. And basically what happens is that it's just like hyper concentration. You're so focused on such a small task right. that there's only certain areas of the brain that are actually needed to do that to do task. Their task. So then everything else kind of shuts off or like it just does like a subconscious function. So you're not actually, you know, that's, it's all just shit that's going in the background, but all of your actual attention is just so focused on only the things that you're doing. Yep. And so a lot of times, like I never knew that this is what I was chasing when I was riding motocross or like, I'm like that when I do jujitsu, you time goes it's gone everything's gone you're literally just focusing on on what you're doing and it's hard to get into because i think the science or the research is that it takes about 20 minutes of focus and anything to to sort of for your it's literally like a a a changing of your chemicals in your brain i've read that before have you yeah do you know a guy called jim quick Ah. he's a uh i think he's asian He, he looks asian but he lives in america and he's his name's Jim Quick, as in learning. He teaches you how to learn oh, things quickly, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And he said that, yeah, that right. if you break your concentration, it can take 20 minutes to get back into it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, like I, I just, I never realized when I was a kid with all the motocross and all the kind of extreme shit we were doing that that's what I was after. Right. I was just trying to get into that zone where not you just didn't think about anything. Right, right. And, and I think that, you know, now it's I'll, I'll try and challenge myself because distractions man like fuck distractions are everywhere like fuck yeah that's why I didn't your see your phone's me- a huge one well I didn't see a message this morning because I got no notifications on my phone good so like <laughs> but, but it's fucked for like this morning you know what I mean right. so like but yeah just the distractions are so hard to get away from that, and they're so we're so like easily pulled away from yeah. like the tasks that we're doing and that's what I think tattooists get into that zone and you know you would obviously get into that but man to stay in that state for like a hundred hours yeah while it's it's physical work as well as the concentration yeah i was fucked bro lost heaps of weight did ya yeah my back was fucked i lost heaps of weight because i refused i didn't well i refused i didn't eat i didn't eat because i didn't want to eat i didn't even have the desire to eat you know i was just like that's how in the zone i was Mm. i didn't want to stop is that a cool feeling now? Like, are you do you like? Are you almost like as addicted to that feeling as you are of the murals themselves? Yeah, 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 I am. But I got to be careful not to push it too far because yeah. I'll push it far, and then the repercussions is like it takes me like two or three weeks to recover. Yeah. So when I did that mural in uh, uh, Florida, I came straight home and I was literally a zombie for about plus the travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. fucked me up too. So yeah, at least a week. I'd say two weeks before I was actually functioning again properly. Yeah. You know, I was just groggy it's like and coming drowsy. down off a bender. <laughs> yeah. Kind of what it, it's well, kind of what it's doing though. It was, right? bro. Yeah, it was a seven day one. Because uh, you you literally changing the chemicals yeah. when, you're, when you're in those kind and of and you're states. resisting what it wants, which is rest and sleep and yeah, yeah. Well, that's what sleep is: is rest and recover. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying to the body, no, no, bro, you keep going. But what's like what what do you like about that though? That not many people do it. Mm. I like it that it's to achieve something great. You have to do that. Yeah, and not many people are willing to do that. Mm. So I like putting in the hours. And when did it become about that? 
Uh, fuck. Good question. Because it's not about that when you're doing the hats. Maybe no, you know, no, it's not. It's not. That that to me is just a process. Now I've been doing it so long. Yeah, it's like robotic. Yeah. Um, but the murals. Uh, I've uh, probably like three years ago when I'll really get deep in the zone and just fucking everything would disappear and I just even I would disappear and then I look back six hours and I was like fuck I just painted that what you know and I'd be, I'd be shocked at my own work and my own progress that's that is like not many people could experience that I'd like to talk to somebody who does because I've got heaps of questions about about that yeah. you know because I just do it it just feels like automatic for me so you want to talk to somebody else that does something similar yeah so I can be like have you have you ever heard of the, the meat axe yeah so he he dm me this morning oh yeah yeah and i was like and it, i said i was like fuck i'd be it's kind of cool because i had you coming on right imagine getting you two together then that'd be cool because like someone that does that, that he doesn't shit, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he does massive ones yeah because i can't understand the intricacies of what you do and it's like yeah. i can talk about it and i could it's like if we started talking about jujitsu you know there's a certain language and there's a certain right, level that's just gonna go and like that's i guess that's like part of my job is to try and like i want to try and get there right but there's no way i can do that without you know i've never painted a mural for a hundred right, hours yeah. you know <laughs> and it's cool that that you would want to speak to somebody that does that yeah it's yeah. like you sort of don't have that many peers right no no i mean i do have a lot of artists that i look up to yeah you know but in terms of how they do things in the process and getting getting in the zone is is what i want to learn more about yeah like what it actually is it yeah you know like i'm just intrigued bro but there's a the book is called um fuck i can we'll just yeah i think it's called becoming superman oh yeah is like the book that um it's about like being in the zone yeah yeah it's literally about flow state like the Shit. whole book man it's like oh a, wow yeah dude I'm king yeah yeah you should definitely get into it man even oh, wow. you know what you could do you could just fucking audio book it while you're painting the mural yeah yeah true you that. know what i mean do yeah. you ever do that yes recently I, I wasn't a podcast person i was always just music yeah because music was like fuel and energy and a vibe too of course yeah because yeah, it had to be a certain vibe um, what sort of shit were you listening to? I've got quite a wide range. Anything that just like keeps me fueled. So R&B, rap, bro, I even listen to rock. Yeah. I love rock and roll. Yeah. Um, fucking what else? Probably just that genre, but all of that genre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the rap, I'd have like a hundred yeah. of my favorite, like everybody. Goes, I'm oh, huge Tupac. in rap. Yeah, as well, I bro. just I love it all. I even love all the new school shit that's coming out. You know, yeah. I never thought I would. You heard the new Gunner album? No. Fuck. Good. <laughs> have not stopped listening to it. Yeah, dude. right. Yeah. Oh fuck, I love that shit, eh? That's yeah, like right. that's actually the only podcast that I listen to, like rap podcasts. Okay. Just I have a listen. Always been. I, I had like a. I was actually talking to one of my mates about it the other day, and like because uh, he's like fuck where, where'd you get into rap because like, I listen to like MF Doom and like Wu-Tang Clan like you know a bunch of the the older older shit you right. know and um, and you know obviously like Biggie and Tupac and right. I kind of feel like everyone listens to them but yep. we had these like kids at school that were super just rap nerds like one was a white dude one was an Asian kid and um, Zach and Lance I still know both of them and like I'd go to them for like the 
the rap What's shit. the new shit, yeah, man? Yeah, that's just the rap <laughs> shit, man. Like, and I like learned about all like the beefs and you know like, yeah, all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. back yeah. in the day. But um, but yeah, man, the the new like the new stuff that's coming out as well. Like, I'm just so like the Travis Scott type of stuff, yeah. the Gunner stuff, like. Yeah juice world yeah so you don't meet many dudes that, like you that can be like appreciate the old head stuff that yeah. also will listen to the new shit yeah 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 yeah. i love it all bro even r&b like i, I love all the old school r&b that goes all the way back to like 50s and 60s yeah i still listen like i've got temptations on my fucking playlist oh that's it you know and it's just whatever feels good yeah. whatever music feels good like regardless of the genre if it makes me feel good if i like it now i'm gonna play it yeah and then so you've just started doing podcasts and audiobooks a bit now or oh to be honest i mainly just listen to joe rogan yeah i've only been doing it over the last couple of months i don't even know any podcast channels yeah because when i first heard a podcast i thought it was a strange thing i was like so you're telling me people listen yeah. to people having a conversation yeah like a third wheel yeah like, yeah and i was like feel weird <laughs> like a whole bunch of people just yeah. like almost if you're in a glass room and a whole bunch but you can't see them you yeah know? that's kind of how i saw the uh concept of a podcast but then my mate goes no it's just like talking on radio station and i was like but they can see you and i was like oh yeah, yeah true yeah and it's just like having a conversation i was like oh okay so and i didn't really watch any yeah until like recently yeah yeah and then obviously everybody knows about joe rogan so i just started there yeah and i was into the mike tyson one and all those fucking good ones elon musk and yeah, yeah. and then i started going oh okay i this, get it this, yeah this is cool this, i like this and have you started doing audio books at all no really no fuck there's some good shit that you yeah? can listen to yeah so the actual books books man and then they just read it the after. authors just read the book right so like oh, what was the last one i listened to it was probably like 12 hours worth of reading of listening yeah non-stop i didn't i i did so i actually did a gnarly fucking audiobook bender i drove from here to melbourne and back wow. i had to do like a live podcast in melbourne and i, I had to drive what was that, 20 hours 22 <sighs> i don't even remember now <laughs> 18 or 19 i think oh, it fuck, was that's right. yeah, yeah and then yeah, I, yeah. I just slept in the van actually yeah right. i drove down because i had to pack up literally this whole fucking studio and take it we did it at marvel stadium um in like for one of the big events there mm. and um and i listened to two books that like just back to back and they were heavy books they're actually about like meditation and shit yeah well and um and I, I just wanted to learn and i was like fuck i'm, I'll, I'm this curious will, on meditation too have you, yeah so all right that's cool because like it's kind of what you're doing okay like when you're when you're painting for a hundred hours and you just, just you're meditating. Yeah, right. That's I think that's what I was sort of trying to get at before. We were a little Meditation bit is just like a state, a state, right? A state yeah. of mind. Yeah. Right. You can meditate washing fucking dishes, bro. Really? Meditation is like, it's been so fucking. And again, I'm not an expert in this. Like, I'm not a fucking guru, mm -hmm. but I do it. Right. And it's all that you're trying to do is just be present. Right. That's, that's what it. I've seen when I've tried to go down what actually is meditation. Because there's, so there's like techniques and there's there's things that you can do. There's like, you can say mantras over it. Like there's right. a fucking million, there's a million ways to skin a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like essentially really what you're trying to do. And I mean, I think it, it sort of dives off. People got their ideas and stuff on it. But mm. pretty much it's just like existing. Like when you meditate, you just want to like be aware of existing right. in the moment right now because it's right. like if you think about like the 
cosmically like the idea of the past and the future neither of those things exist no they don't. they're gone only the present the only thing that actually is real right now is right now mm. so even us saying right now that's just the past man whatever that version of you was when you said that you could be a different person like it doesn't matter the idea of you in the future that's not fucking real either like so what you have is like the present moment but i think that what you sort of find um and i mean what i definitely find a lot is that i've got a real active mind and i think the the big thing and it come from one of those audio books actually is that you're not your thoughts like you're maddie right you're not maddie's thoughts in maddie's brain okay and i think we're all very connected to like most people if you ask them they would probably subconsciously think that they are their thoughts but there is a like if you don't have a thought in the world going on in your head mm-hmm. you're still you yeah true and it's like but you probably don't know that you very much no because you're constantly thinking right but you probably do more than the average person because you'd go into this blank six hours of just existing painting right so you're you're, you're probably further along this road than I'm already you, a fucking meditation master. That's right. what I mean. Like, you're a G. <laughs> you're a G in the game, you know. But Fuck. you don't call it that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's what's kind of cool and interesting about... So what would I call it? Painting? Well, I mean, it that just is your thing. That is the... You know, you go to that place. Right. And it's like, when I'm doing jiu-jitsu, I'm in that place. When I'm riding motocross, I'm in that place. And But so the thing that I would think is like, all right, well, if I'm in that place when I'm painting, uh, when I'm in doing motocross or jujitsu and you're in that place when you're painting, so why bother meditate if you can just get there by right. doing that, right? So right, that's right. kind of, that was my thing because I'm kind of always trying to think again, you know, right, thinking, right. thinking, thinking, like how deep can I take this? But then it's like, all right, well, let's say you get injured. You fucking break a leg. You can't paint a mural for six months. Right. You do something happens, you know, you get, you lose that thing that takes you to that place where you're like actually connected with yourself. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could just fucking go and sit in that r- corner right there and go into close the same. your eyes and you do the same place, you know? Right. So to me, I'm like, Oh, that's a skill worth having. And that's like a, that is a skill. Exactly. It's literally a skill. Yeah. Because you, you've had to earn your skill of being able to paint a mural a hundred hours nonstop or a hundred hours in a week, you know, right, like, right. you have to, you have to earn that concentration to stay in that. So that's not something that, and again, you said, because not everyone can do it. Right. So like you've had to develop that skill. So it's like now, you know, you could probably develop that skill to where it's just a thing you do every day. You don't paint murals every single day, but you could go to that same place. Cause I'm sure once a mural's done that, I think you, you can get a bit confused because it's like you're looking and you're seeing this finished product. Yes. And you're like, fuck, that feels good. Right. But it might not even be the mural that feels as good as the feeling of internally from just being so present with yourself for wow. for a hundred hours. You know what I mean? Fuck, you might be bang on there, brother. I think that that's what happens with all of us, though. Yeah, yeah, right. right. You know, and we kind of attach, we kind of attach meaning to you. You know, you might take attach the meaning to like the painting itself and the end result. And the end result but it wasn't exactly the end result that makes you so addicted to it. Right. I think that the reason why you can work so hard 
is because you're very addicted to that feeling of whatever the fuck you're feeling. I can't tell you what that is. Right. Because it's your thing. You're right. the, you're in the place when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. But right. I think that that's kind of what the meditation thing is. And if you don't have the 100-hour mural thing, then you can't paint this crazy shit you do and go into that place. Like, you sort of, you can do it in other ways. Fuck. That's hectic, bro. Mm, it's cool, eh? It's good. But I think it's just when you think about meditation, you think about like home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, you're like, I'm yeah, sitting there crossing legs. I'm some big fucking Mary dude, but I'm not going to be sitting down with my legs crossed and a fucking yellow, yellow fucking bed sheet on. You know what I mean? I'll so tell I, you what, because I tried to do it. Really? I tried to do that. Sit on a, you know, a, put a blanket out on my um, patio, sit there in the morning, fold my, fold my legs and do this whole thing. Um, you know, Russell Simmons? the like Def Jam yeah Def Jam yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he had a meditation app because he's huge on meditation yeah right huge bro and um, so he had this free app that you download and you just listen to yeah. and, it, and it had this humming thing it was just hmm, then ding yeah and that that drove me crazy bro I couldn't the instead of hearing it and embracing for what it was you I couldn't was stop like, thinking about the nah, sound being yeah nah, I know, so I, know I was like fuck I can't do this yeah I can't even put up with that sound you know I can't sit here because I was a lot fucking bigger when I tried that I could barely fold my legs I had no flexibility yeah you don't bro you know what I meditate here like literally right here a lot yeah right I'd turn the lights off and then normally I think it's out now but like yeah I've gone through that whole fucking candle I just sit here Wow! I just close my eyes, and then that wall, that light on the TV actually is pretty cool for it, because that it's like a real dim light behind the TV, wow. and then I just like light that fucking candle. You close your eyes? Yeah, I just close. So, well, some days, so that's the thing. Some days it feels weird too. Right. Like I'm just not. I don't know. Like you know, sometimes you close your eyes and it feels like you have to. <laughs> you're, you're trying to you're close trying. them. So then, so that's why I got the candle. So I put the candle right in front of me, oh, and I just stare at the candle. Oh. I just stare at it. Does it turn into fucking nah, things? No, nah, nah. nothing like, and it's just the thing that you like, the thing that I try and, f- and this is what's cool because like, I feel like it, it's sort of the same as anything. It, you kind of got a goal in mind and something will work for a few weeks and then it stops working. Right. You know, the way you paint might, you might do lines a certain way. You might be hot on that method of outlining for a while mm-hmm. and then you it works and then you find a better thing you're doing the same sort of thing a little bit different but for whatever reason at the time it just feels better right and you know I, I sort of that's sort of where I'm, I'm at with the meditation stuff sometimes I've got an app I'll listen to that seems to work good sometimes I don't really enjoy the apps I'll stare at a candle sometimes I sit there it doesn't really matter right. it's just like as long as you do it you never there's never you're never like meditating and it's like right. a switch you're doing it you just sort of sit down and find Sometimes I try and have no thoughts at all. Other times I kind of just got shit on my mind. I just want to think about, and then, then like, okay, then I can go. All right, you know what? I've thought about it. Done. I'll just leave it. I'll leave it there. So I mean, you just got to kind of make it yours, man. Yeah, There's wow. no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. But I think that um, one of the yeah one of the things that we was in one of these audio books is that. Uh, you just you don't have to be your thoughts like if you're if all your thoughts stop right now you're still you you're still me yeah yeah there's it's like there's 
but, and you can just exist in that state. And to me, it's like, and there was another analogy. So this is why I think reading and stuff's good about it because it can just little light bulbs can kind of go off like, oh yeah, this, that's actually makes a lot of sense. Mm. The other one is that, um, the Alan Watts, he's like a famous philosopher guy. And he said that when you, when you listen to a song, it's not like A to B, you know what I mean? You're not playing the song so that the end of the song, you're any different to where you were. Like if we played a song right now mm. on our phone, when it stopped, we'd still just be here. But we enjoyed listening to that song. Like right. there was something to it. and But there's no reason for it. Right. It was just good. Okay. And that's, if you can kind of apply that to like literally doing nothing. Like it's just <laughs> as meditate. There's no, like if you meditate for five minutes, you're not going to be anywhere different. Right. But does that make it any less of a worthwhile pursuit, if that makes sense? Right. So it's like, yeah, just fucking... Eat. So what if you're a you're a fucking go-getter, you're always on the road and you're just like, I don't want to give five minutes to that and be nowhere. I want always to make progress. So that'll be like a negative... Yeah, but I mean like... looking at it, right? Yeah, I just think that then you need to figure out like, why do you want progress so bad? You know, like what, what, what are you after with that? I guess would be my, maybe he's got a valid reason, but right. it's like, do you th- really, is what you're doing so important that you couldn't take five minutes? Right. And you, you know, like ideas when you, you know, have you ever had like a real good idea in the shower? All the time. That's you meditating. Really? That's what I think. Yeah, right. Cause like it's. Well, you have to be in a different state of mind to come up with that idea, right? Exactly. And that's what I think happens when you meditate, Right. So I feel like... I'm fucking meditating all the time then. I know you are. <laughs> but you know, it's not packaged like that. Right. You know? And then if you kind of... Again, it's like you're probably meditating um, through a skill. So there's like... There is some kind of external. Right. But if you can get to a state... Like you obviously enjoy that state. Right. You enjoy that connection with yourself or that presentness or the absence of thought. You obviously enjoy that. There is something good to that. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I do. it's happening all the time, you know, right. but now, so it's like, I don't know, maybe there's a way you could develop that skill without a paintbrush or a, or a paint can or an airbrush. Right. And then you can have that all the time. You yeah, can do it yeah, every right, day. Right. But it's 10 minutes or it's five minutes, you know. Fuck, is any like meditation masters that just live in it all day long? Yeah, for sure there would be. Wow. Yeah, there's, there'd be people that, um, yeah, there'd be people that, go well there are people that go like days literally meditate for days Fuck. it's so crazy like some of that stuff though i think this is like the problem with it in a way is it'd be like me starting out with an a4 sheet of paper right now in front of me mm-hmm. and sitting across from you and yeah. looking at all the shit you've done right that's the definite that's the equivalent of like my drawing to your your fucking biggest mural right. that's like me meditating compared to some dude that's doing it for days like i can't even fucking <laughs> i can't even begin to understand what it took to get there right, you know right, but right. i mean but in the same way that you're painting these crazy murals there's people doing you know meditation versions of that there's people doing tattoo versions of that there's people doing running versions of that, that right. but i feel like everyone's trying to get to that same place you know could you be in a meditative state when you're like playing a physical sport yeah yeah you can yeah i think so wow is that just, what they would say to somebody who's like a basketball player who's just on fire not missing yeah would they be in meditating yeah. or they yeah. just be in the zone or is that the same yeah thing? i think it's kind of the same thing you know but right. i think that i i just think it's and again this is just my opinion you know is just that it's um they're just hyper focused and they're, they're not taking on 
any external, external information. noise. Yeah. Right. So it's like they've just figured out a way to, it's just hyper focus. Yeah, right. And it's right. just being connected, so connected to whatever you're doing. Right. And like, so with um, the, you know, you talk about like meditation, shit like that with books and things that you read, like one of the, um, maybe it was on the app, but anyway, one of the things was like, next time you're washing the dishes, don't think. Just wash the dishes. Feel the temperature of the water feel the texture of the plates feel the slipperiness of the dishwashing detergent feel hear the sounds and just focus on those things that that, because those things are tied to the moment if that makes sense and it's the same thing i think that's happening in the shower where it's like it's such a unconscious activity like you've showered every day of your fucking life right for however many years Mm. so you can kind of do it on autopilot and then i think that the benefit so just to go back to like let's say you got a guy that he's fucking killing it and he just wants to progress and his five minutes is so important to him that he he doesn't want to meditate because he's got his whole fucking day that is of productivity that he wants to hit or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and it's like i think what happens and i've had some really cool ideas and inspiration meditating because it's like all of the thoughts are gone then if you try and not have any kind of just shit coming at you constantly it sort of gives room it gives like space for inspiration and i've wondered about that i've thought about that in terms of the shower thing because like i've had great ideas in the shower like Mm. i'm sure i've had well i know i would add a bunch of stuff that i've actually done because of being in the shower but it's almost like when you're not thinking and i think that when you're showering or whatever it's because you're on autopilot the soap's in the same spot the fucking shampoo's yeah, in the yeah, same yeah, spot yeah. that doesn't the nozzles take anything nothing any energy to think yeah and right. then you can just zone out and then all of a sudden you're free you're like unencumbered it's like a motor with no load on it yeah yeah you know you're just idling along and then it's just right. free to fucking rev or, or something you know something can like come to you in that state because there's no like conflicting fucking or traffic of thoughts that are coming into your head right that's fucking cool bro <laughs> i think it's what you're doing though yeah right good to know though yeah so when i am in like the zone oh, i can just now that you've told me i can understand that oh i'm just in this in this meditative state and yeah that's what i can do now so what like if you think about it now thinking about that like what we've just talked about mm. can you think of any times in your paint like the mural career like your painting career where something that sticks out now where you're like fuck maybe that's where i was or maybe that's what i was sort of chasing um chasing or like you know you're sort of trying to get into that state like you actually enjoy being in that place and what made me get in there no more like you know is it is it kind of where you're like fuck yeah i have been meditating uh, and and now can you look back at anything that like it makes oh, yeah. sense you know yeah when when i said earlier when i look back and go fuck i just painted yeah. that you know when i I had very little memory of just the process I just done. Yeah. And then, but there it is in front of me completed. And I'm like, I just totally forgot the whole process that I'd just done. Yeah. Have you ever had that when you're driving a car Um, and you look up and you're like, fuck, I've been in a bad way. In a bad way. I go the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) And then it'll take me, say I missed the turn off. It'll take me like two turn offs before I go, ah, fuck. I was supposed to go that one. <laughs> Zoned out, eh? Yeah, just, yeah. Just, you go on autopilot. You're yeah, not, yeah, You're yeah. not thinking. I do that a lot, especially driving. Yeah, well, I'd be interested now for you to like 
now that you know to think about that read, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll i'll give you a couple of these books too Please. like that you could chuck on while you're painting or whatever but yeah it's like it's it's really cool i don't think enough people think about it right or in that that con i think it's just framed differently right and it's got a bit of a weird rep or a different you know like you said i mean you, audio you, books do no 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 or, like meditating ah uh, like you said, you cross your legs and fucking right, right, right. Um, you know, right, because that's what I thought it was. Yeah, that's know? that's just what you get sold to. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. fucking every time I talk about it, I'm like, oh, I need to do it more. I need to do it more. I need to, right. you know, because it is such a cool, like, kind of worthwhile. So if you're doing it unconsciously, you still need to be conscious about when you when to do it. Um, so, if, for instance, like I like painting through the night. The the feeling of, especially outdoors, it's it's dark it's quiet you can only hear like insects yeah um you've got fucking two lights shining on the wall so you can't see nothing around you yeah and it's just calm and peaceful fuck that's a cool place to be yeah yeah that's my favorite time to paint and yeah maybe because i'm in that yeah state of mind you know and, and the whole darkness and stillness helps me get in there yeah um but to answer your question when I look back, there's times where I'll be like painting and I'll be out public and I turn around and there's fucking 20 people standing there watching me. And yeah. I had no idea. You know, I had no idea they were even there. And yeah. I turn around, I was like, fuck, did these people just come from? And they've been there for, you know, a few minutes, yeah. you know. So I think it's examples like that. That's got to be, man, some of that with you as well just has to come to like pure mastery. Like you've spent so long doing it. Yeah. And that, that, it has become like taking a shower in a way. I think so. You because know? people will go to me all the time, how the fuck did you do that? And and I don't ever know how to answer them. <laughs> like, I, I truly don't. Like, I can tell them the process, but how do I explain it in like one sentence? Yeah. You know, how, if they go, how did you do that? I go, well, first of all, I did all the black outline. So I can explain that. Yeah, the steps. Yeah, but if to answer that question, how did I do it? What do you say? Yeah. What, do you, what would you say? Like, I don't know. How did you? How did you paint that? <laughs> One stroke at a time, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a funny answer, a question to answer, right? Yeah. So I've I've never known how to answer that properly. Yeah. Because I, it's just I just did it. Yeah. Know? There's a weird thing with like, like inspiration, and I wonder like when you get real down into the like into the depths of it like that painting that dusty did like where does that come from it comes you know what i mean where the fuck did he get that it just that's on a page now because of him and it's like that that just it's like going from from where into here yeah. and then into the hands and that like it's fucking crazy same with music yeah it's the same with i mean i, I guess that's why art will never ever die Never. because where the fuck does it even come from yeah and i think the fascination of what you just said like that came from a thought and it came out and fell yeah. out onto a piece of paper or onto a wall that process will always be admired yeah you know no matter what country what fucking life what century we're in yeah like you go to those places over in spain and you know people still yeah. marvel at those things and then what they think is oh fuck did he did he do that you know yeah Dude, have you ever been through Europe and stuff? I haven't. Fuck, you got to go, bro. Oh, I'm keen as... As an artist, man. I'm keen as... My mate, Steen, he's a Melbourne artist, and he was over living over there for a while. Yeah, right. And he'd just take strolls down the street, bro, and then just snap 
everything on an, everything he snapped was fucking amazing. Rome is like that's where he was. I think yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's you got ridiculous. You got Rome. You're just like the fuck. Just filled with culture and history, man. Like, and buildings made out of marble. Yeah, like as big as Parliament House fuck. in Australia, all marble. Wow. Every step, marble. White hundreds marble. of years ago. Yeah thousands dude thousands yeah like fucking bc shit whoa it's crazy and like you go through the vatican and like the statues the fountain it's just like the time right it like not to discredit what you're doing but right. like the f- some of the stones like literally they're, they're spending fucking years on years, shit bro. like yeah. crazy artists dying and then yeah. the next day like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on there <laughs> hectic eh? yeah oh, you gotta appreciate that shit oh. for sure whether you're an art friend or not like the history that's in that one marble statue is fucking unreal even down to like as silly as it sounds man the roads right fucking cobblestone, cobblestone roads right. they, they were just that's handmade that's there that's yeah. the original shit like wow. they're not they're not bringing in new ones like right. they're just still there 3,000 3,000 years old and it's like you're taking a footstep on the same cobblestone as some dude that didn't have shoes on yeah. that, you know what I mean that, and was wearing like a fucking towel yeah and laid it one at a time yeah with so, probably zero tools yeah but <laughs> art now like it's still the same thing though right yeah, it's yeah. like the tools have just changed the yeah. time that you can do shit in has changed but it's still yeah. that same thing yeah there's no fast way to paint here mm. you know facial hair and woman's hair there's no fast way to do it only way to do it properly is one stroke at a time yeah right you try and fast forward paint a bunch of hair and just color it one it won't look mm. properly so like all the stuff that you do have you had to learn it all just completely by yourself yeah yeah like because you just said they're painting hair I'm like how the fuck do you paint hair there's probably no one told you how to paint hair no no bro you just had to paint a fucking lot of hair yeah yeah and then you look at it and you're like oh okay that stroke looks wrong that stroke looks off needs to be thinner needs more strokes and fuck you do it again mm-hmm it's, yeah, it's just a very slow process. How did you... Um, what's it like to have a print? Because I'm sure the murals that you do, like you could fit them all on an A4 page, essentially, right? Like, in terms of the artwork. Yeah. But it's like, how hard is that to then, like, scale that to 30 meters? In terms of creating it? Yeah, in terms of just the physical to because like you can have that detail on a page in front of you but like you can't you know you can't see it that the section like an eyelid right would be this big right how do you how do you adapt to that kind of scale Um, and like knowing what detail should be in something that's bigger than life it's it's knowing how to paint something um to make it look real from how far the viewer is seeing it yeah right so if you were to if you were to paint an eyelash and you're sitting here and you're looking at a piece of paper this big, the eyelash would probably, you yeah. know, be like a... But if you're painting it, you have to paint it not only a bigger thickness, but you have the line might not be as crisp or might be a fuzzy line yeah. instead of a clean line. You have to paint it so when you look back and, you, and the eye will tell you, that looks real. Yeah. You know, or doesn't look real. Why doesn't it look real? Because you didn't it's too blurry or it's too sharp or yeah so you ha- almost have to be like a uh, you know like when you get when focused, you're focused in a camera you yeah. have to be able to do that and sometimes you have to 
defocus it. Yeah, you're literally painting depth of field. Yes, that's what you're doing, bro. So when you're doing a face four meters long, you have to know, okay, how what would skin pores look like that big? Yeah. What would hair look, facial hair look like that? And you have to figure that out, bro. <laughs> how? Well, you paint it and then you just look at it with no emotion and just go, does that look real? And be honest with yourself. If it doesn't look real, why doesn't it look real? And then what, repaint it if it doesn't look right? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. So that was just the process. Yeah, bro. Constantly stepping back from the wall. Yeah. Yeah, one, one section at a time. And so did you gradually get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger? Or did you pretty much like just go straight into doing super fucking big shit or? Um, well, when the gym murals came, that's when it all came really fast. Okay. So you had to adapt to it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of practice doing kids rooms and stuff like that, but not like, okay, this is going to be all over social media. So it's going to be fucking good. You know? Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. I had to learn that fast. Yeah. So every mural, I'll just look at it because I knew I had a lot of practice to do, well, a lot of fixing mm. up to make my work be like good, good, you know. So I just do one, and I'd be like, oh, skin texture is not the best. Why isn't it the best? Maybe I'll add a color, mm. add another shade of color. Maybe I'll do the pores a bit bigger, and mm. you know, just you just adjust it, just every one, and uh, you'll slowly get understand. Um, how to paint real if you're painting realism you understand how the eye looks at realism mm. from a depth of field like you said is that do you like the realism stuff like is that the thing that you get the most enjoyment out of or do you like the stuff that would be more your style like what do you I, in, I get more um, internal pleasure doing my own shit yeah however I want you know having that freedom that's that I love that but to pull off realism is you got to be very accurate. Mm. So when you can do that right and it's you can look rewarding. back, yeah, it's rewarding. Yeah. yeah so okay. I like the rewarding feeling of doing something that's pretty challenging. And I also like the feeling of just creating whatever fuck I wanted to create, yeah. however I wanted, how big I wanted, whatever. And people either buying that or loving it or, you know, sharing it. So I like both. Yeah. And so you do all the culture king stuff or a lot of culture king stuff right mm -hmm. so like how did those sort of deals like when did it those sort of things start to happen to where because now maddie bro is like a brand right and it's like a well-known it's it's got like a life of its own you know obviously you're like you're the man behind it right but it's like recognizable to people that might not even recognize your face right like when did that shit start happening Shit, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't even say I'm that far ahead, you know? Like, well, people I knew have told your, me that. But I knew your work before I knew what you looked like. Yeah, right. Like, I could tell what was your... So, like, when Josh mentioned it on the podcast, I didn't know it was Maddie, bro. Right. But I'd seen all your shit. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, 100%. See, I don't know all this. Yeah, like, yeah. So that, I don't know how far my art has reached people. Yeah, well... You know? Yeah, I fucking... I can't tell you, but I can tell you that I knew your shit before i knew what you look like good to know you know which is that is a real artist i think right you know i believe so yeah so that's good news for me right but so when did i like when did the culture kings and all that sort of stuff start to happen uh, and do they let you do the shit you want to do for the most part they give me a pretty good creative freedom but they do have certain images they want yeah, to use because they're yeah. using it for certain yeah. um but you get marketing to, strategy you get to paint it your style right? yeah yeah 
and they've always done that, which is which is very good. Yeah, I'm, it's it's lucky when you're an artist and you get people to give you creative freedom. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Culture Kings do that a lot. And so, what like, what was kind of the evolution of the mural thing, kind of getting to the stage that it that it is now? Like, is there any crazy shit that just really set it off? Was there like a, a thing in particular that? you know kind of really made it jump into a, like a whole new sort of level not really Nah. everyone every mural will have some momentum mm. it'll give momentum it'll go out there you'll get a lot of comments you'll get some people asking for how much is this and yeah so you get traction every one one will spin a lot for a long time one may only spin mm. a couple of days so you just got to keep that momentum if that's what you want to do you got to keep that momentum going yeah right and if it means just painting something that you're not getting paid for um, just to keep that momentum going then that's what you do yeah you know so um, after COVID hit I'm all about painting what I want to paint now yeah and selling it how I want to sell it instead of and then selling that however many times I want yeah instead of waiting for a client or approaching one client to pay me once yeah paint a mural just for them um i want to go a bit bigger than that now yeah yeah and so like have you ever done an exhibition or anything like that no too shy brah you're fucking tripping yeah i know people told me bro all for years people told me you should do a solo exhibition and i and i keep saying yeah yeah yeah." why they're fucking all telling you the same shit you're not doing it i know bro you I got, will. You got mad. Fuck, you got mad people around you that help you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? know. And I have reached out to some people. And I was like, when I was considering it, it was actually going to be this year. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, I'm thinking about doing one. What do you reckon? And I'm like, fuck, you should have done it years ago, bro. Bro, right? <laughs> do you have ideas for it? Yeah, some. Nothing like locked in. But again, I don't. I don't want to overthink it mm. because then it becomes mechanical. I'll just, I'll just dig into my inspiration vault and i go okay what's inspires me yeah i just let it come out and and like yeah i was gonna say like right now like what would you sort of do if you you know let's say you had a fucking warehouse like this and it was full of different canvases and different walls and different like what do you feel like you do right now what's like an expression of you fuck it'll change all the time yeah because i'm inspired by so many things bro yeah and it's it's not hard to inspire me yeah you know like i'm everything i usually when i give it a lot of thought i usually go back to my childhood what i enjoyed the most then and that was like marvel and cartoon characters and being out on the streets with my friends and then so i try and converge that into some art you know like some of the best times i had was hanging out with my friends on the street bro yeah when we were only 10 year old kids and that's still their memory is still strong in me yeah and um I'm still close to them, even though they live in another country. And but that memory is is vivid. Yeah. So I try and to just tap into that memory. I was like, okay, so what can I create from that memory? You know, yeah. Why is it still a vivid memory? Why is it special to me? Mm. And um, it might us might us just be sitting on the fucking sidewalk eating fish and chips, but it was a important memory. Yeah. You know, so I just try and tap into that. What yeah. else inspired me? You know, movies inspire me certain actors certain celebrities why the certain things they've done to make mm. them celebrities their stories you know so now that the last the Michael Jordan documentary everyone knows yeah what kind of competitive person Michael Jordan was have you painted him before heaps yes yeah, yeah yeah so so now I got a 
I got a newfound appreciation for him and inspiration probably right right yeah. bro. because I just watched this so now all that fuel I already admired from him has just tripled yeah so now I want to paint him heaps more yeah you know because fuck he was inspiring he's the man blah 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 and then that's kind of just how I work and so you've you've been to like a Kobe thing like you got to hear Kobe talk right and then yeah. you've painted him a bunch of times yeah did that same thing happen like when you heard Kobe talk like it gave you a whole new fuck yeah really yeah his show was amazing bro. did you see it here yeah in Melbourne yeah, okay. yeah so I remember he, he did Melbourne. that tour right eh? yeah the Mamba mentality he was um was it good fuck yeah bro how did it work I've never been to one of those things so he just told a story really so a guy like interviewed him but he asked him uh, questions yeah. that everybody would want to hear yeah and uh, he talked about his work ethic and bro it was cool mm. it was fucking amazing and what was it like the next time you painted him I had well next time I painted him he passed really yeah so that that big one that I posted when he passed that was like two days before that show oh wow yeah so Culture Kings flew me to Melbourne to paint that those culture uh, those Kobe Bryant yeah. murals yeah he was supposed to come down he was, was on his way to come down oh yeah bro he was walking through town by himself he was telling my mate this my mate's a um, promoter and because um, my mate the promoter sh- showed him a photo and he sent it to him and he was like fuck that's mad I'm coming yeah wow so we were like oh shit here he comes and then he um, he's a huge fan of Harry Potter wow huge fan of the Harry Potter play him right. and his daughter yeah, yeah and so he saw that in some billboard in, in Melbourne and he took a detour and he was like mm. fuck I'm gonna watch this and so yeah fuck a shame that's one that got away yeah definitely have you who else have you like kind of met through the mural thing that like was really kind of meaningful to you oh Soffles who's that he's an Australian graffiti artist yeah he's right. in my opinion one of the best in the world really yeah bro fuck I need to check his shit out he's he's a you th- people think I work hard you gotta watch him bro he's really? a fucking workhorse me and him are he um he got a big mural job in Sydney and it was gonna take him probably two weeks if he'd done it by himself. Yeah. So he rung me. We had only met a couple of times before this, and he goes, "Bro, you want to jump in on this mural?" And I was like, "I didn't even care what it was. It was like, well, you, fuck, yeah, <laughs> we painting dicks. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm there, bro. Say the word." And um, it happened to be this fucking pretty epic mural, bro. That was just celebrities, uh, music stars, and athletes. And it was kind of just done in a way where it looked expensive. We put like marble in there and gold and yeah. we did heaps of celebrities. And the time of painting with him, the week I spent with him was 10 times more the the end result of seeing the mural finish. You know, the mural yeah. was, came out amazing. And me and him just realized we're like, fuck, when we team together, fuck, we create some cool shit. Man, that's but cool. But the process yeah. of working with him, seeing him work, bro, seeing his tricks... Because you're always working by yourself. Yeah. You know, it's very rare I do a mural with somebody. Yeah. And I was with him from, you know, 10 a.m. till fucking, we went, sometimes we went all through the night. Were you talking a lot the whole time? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but we were both in the same, just kind of yeah. just doing our thing and just vibing off each other's I was going to say, you were just like pushing each other like, yeah. fuck, he's done this much, he's done this much. Oh, look yeah, at that, yeah, look yeah. at that work. Yeah. yeah. But it was like encouraging. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So I'd see him up there working. I'll be quickly having a feed, and then I'll be like, "Okay, I'm coming, bro." Then he'll go to have a feed, and yeah. then we'll just go for how long you want to go till tonight. I was like, "Whenever the body says that's enough." Mm. And that experience was was fucking amazing, bro. I loved it. And it, yeah, and you I guys close already, now? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's sick. Checks each other all the time. But from what he's achieved, like when, when you study his stuff, like he's got the most viral graffiti video in the world. Really? Yeah, it's called Limitless. Okay. Millions of views. Really? Yeah, him and his him and his boys just annihilate this warehouse, this abandoned warehouse, bro. It's Dude, I might have watched you that. You would have seen it, bro. It's, it's like a time lapse of yeah. this entire Hyper warehouse. time lapse, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. That, yeah. Hectic. Yeah. Fuck. So that's, that's just how he operates, bro. Fuck. He just pumps shit out like that. Wow. You know? And because he's such an accurate and fast graffiti writer, he he can do massive scale murals in no time. And then, and then when he gets home, bro, he's just scribbling. Scribbling on his iPad. He's doing designs for people that he has got to do murals for. And I do that as well, but he's on a, he's on another level. Just that hardcore work, I think. Yeah, dude. Well, I follow Steen Jones. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker works. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Lived in Rome. Oh, oh, is that who you were talking about? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm trying to get him to do the fucking podcast. And he's so like, he, he actually put a thing out the other day on his Instagram. Someone said like, I don't know whether someone... Nah, no one mentioned this podcast, but he's like, oh, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And he's like, oh, Jace from Gypsy Tales was the first person to ever ask me. So if I ever do one, I'll do that one. Well, you should go because uh, you're the first one to ask him. And, uh, but like, he, he's very... He seems like a guy that's just not that confident in himself or think that his story's worthy or right. whatever. He's, he's got a block with it. And it's like, hey, there's no pressure on me. Yeah, I'd love right. To, I've met him a bunch of times. Like, we've hung out. We, we actually will talk a bit. Mm. And... Um, but man, I just see that guy fucking work. Work, 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 work. Yeah, fucking work, yeah. bro. And every time I'll comment something on my Instagram about working hard, doing late nights, he's the first one to go, yeah, bro. And, you know, agree. And, and we just have that, yeah. yeah, bro, we work hard, you know. And I'll say the same thing to him. You know? yeah. He'll do a post when it's like 3 a.m. But I'm you like, can't fake that shit. Nah. And that's why you know, because, like, you can't fake that. Like, an aspect, I mean, you could fake it for a little bit. Right. But you can't fucking... It can't be like this lifestyle where 10 years later, you're still that dude grinding. Like, <laughs> you, you know, that's it's real at that point. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and, definitely. And I think that to be, you know, the kind of guy that that he is and the kind of guy that you are, like the position that you're in in like that world, like you've got to be that fucking savage, eh? Yeah, bro. you got to live it. Mm. You gotta, I mean, he does. You know, his style is Steen Jones. Yeah. Whenever you see it, bro, and he lives that style, the artwork's all in his house. Dude, even like, um, so he just did Friends of Mine. He did that wall recently at the Hype Group. Oh, yeah. Uh, The one that, it was like the two white wall like that. Um, He worked on it last week. Oh, okay. And like, I've seen that one. Oh, fuck it. It can't, good. It was his work. Like, it's his, all his shit, you know? Right. How many times would he have painted those roses? (laughs) You know? Lots. (laughs) Fucking thousands and thousands. That's why they look so good. Right. You know, he's just yeah. fucking done it just constantly. It's like, there's, yeah. the seat, there's no secret. Yeah, definitely. Soffles is another, is, is a pure example of that. Yeah. But he's more on the graffiti side. Yeah. But he yeah. can fucking do it all, bro. Freehand characters, graffiti, realism, everything. That's so sick. He's an animal. So have you got, um, you're saying you got some prints and stuff coming out? Yes. So what, what's the, what, is like the style like what have you gone for with that like what are you painting okay so i wanted to try and capture all of my journey into artwork yeah right? so i come from a graffiti background so i want some of that element in there yeah don't know what exactly um i'm a big fan of streetwear that's been an inspiration to me in terms of artwork so i want like a street art feel and a streetwear feel yeah and then realism yeah. i love painting realism so i'm going to put those three together and um, come up with something. Yeah, cool. But and I'm going to release series, so I'm going to do three 
art pieces at a time. Yeah. I don't know why three. I just pick three. Hey, gonna, fuck it. Yeah, I just pick three. Um, and then I'll just release them and I'll have the originals for sale or I might keep them. Yeah. Depends on how much I like them. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll just have prints for sale. And then and then I'll just wait to see how the public reacts and then I'll just f- go with it. I'll just be like, okay, I'm getting more asked on these size canvases. Oh, yeah. prints. Or I'm getting asked for, can you do artwork on skateboard decks? Yeah. And then I'll just roll with the punches, bro. I'll just see where it leads me. Yeah. And then when I've got enough content, then I'll have a solo exhibition. I, I, love, I love it when guys like you take this route when they are already established and it's you know i feel like any artist and i feel like it's the same in um kind of anything that you're sort of doing like there's a certain um there's a certain kind of thing that is earned with og status (laughs) you got og status really I'd, I'd say so you know like just doing it for a long time right. I think that time can only give you that sort of OG status like even the way that Josh talked about his tattoo you know you come from a time where there was the you know like you said you only had one cap right so that to me I think that's like how you would just describe OG status right right whereas there's people that will literally start in the art game have an exhibition and they literally come like their journey as an artist they might end up getting to that same point right but they did it by exhibition exhibition prints the whole sort of time i think it's cool when a guy like you goes it's almost like you're kind of going to a place where you probably should have been fucking ages ago (laughs) but you were just you were just sort of working yeah i feel like that's kind of like a cool thing even in itself is like this kind of you could only get this guy's stuff if you walked into one of his the gyms that he painted right you know and it's something special about that i think there is man yeah I, i think there is and even i had that thought when um when I was because I've only ever done the in-studio guess I've never done any of the Skype calls or and I just never wanted to and I knew that that would limit my guess yeah right but I always was like and I mean it's only been two years not ten sort of you know so it's not like I'm claiming it that hard but right. you know I always was like nah I like the experience better I'd rather have not be able to get the guess the caliber of guess with the followers or whatever but right. I just want the experience to be real right and then the COVID thing hit and then I started sort of doing um, a few of them here and there just right. out of necessity. And how did it feel for you when you started doing the... You know what? Fucking still good. Okay. Not as cool as this um, because there's, you know, it's 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 not the fucking same thing. Nah. And I mean, I, I, I... But there was a part of me that I was like, you know what? At least I didn't start like doing that. At least to me, if you want to call it an artist or whatever, I was like, at least like I did the fucking the thing that just felt right and then i went back and i did the kind of the easier thing because you know you could probably could have been making money out of prints and exhibitions and shit for ages you know no you just stay true to yourself bro Mm. and let it happen naturally you know that's how i've always been like i think i want to do a solo exhibition now because i think i'm ready for it now yeah you know where before i wasn't i wasn't confident enough i wasn't my artwork wasn't whatever the fucking reason was yeah i think now I'm ready and I can tell myself that with confidence that you know what you're ready to do a solo exhibition yeah that's cool yeah. are you gonna do do you like do any sculpture stuff or anything or it's just like just canvases or is there man, have I'm, you got I'd interest in to. other stuff yeah yeah definitely definitely cause um you know, shoes man fuck I feel like you do some dope shoes I've got a friend of mine I used to paint shoes they're just 
I don't like anything too tedious. Like yeah. you got a lot of fucking around his laces. Oh, you got to like tape shit. And yeah. Yeah. My mate, he does that professionally. He just, he makes mad shoes, but I just see all that. Look, he's got a little fucking tiny paintbrush and he's just trying to touch up. And I was like, that's not for me. I, I yeah. like to attack my canvas. Yeah. You know, no, no disrespect to the, yeah, no, to the shoe game. Cool. It yeah. takes talent, you yeah. know, but it's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. And that was another thing that Tatooine was like, it went. I went from like open walls to like mm, right into the little centimeter. You know, it's like mm, where I like to just yeah, and just hook, hook in. Yeah, and just yeah, hook in, bro, and just smash it. Yeah, and that was always my mentality towards doing my artwork. Do you paint much like daily? Yeah. So you do you do paint pretty much daily? Yeah. What what sort of stuff are you working on if you're not doing murals? Um, my stuff. Yeah. the stuff that you want to do for yeah the, the stuff that yeah. I want to do yeah yeah, yeah so cool. many bro personal yeah. stuff yeah, yeah sick and then, and then you slowly because as soon as you stop doing commissions right you're turning away money yeah you're pushing away money so you've got to have a balance there you yeah know, you still got to do commission work but eventually I want to reverse that could you pretty much do commission work like every day of the week if you wanted like you got enough work yeah Fuck, that's a hectic spot to be in, eh? When you can literally just decide the shit you're gonna do. Oh, I won't say I've got work forever. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but, but currently, I'm, you yeah, can I'm work every day. Yeah. Yes, I'm, and that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, if, I, if if the borders were open, bro, I'll be away. I'll be gone. I've got like three or four murals waiting for me in LA. I've got a couple in Bali. Um, there's one person who was curious in Singapore. I don't know if it was going to become of something, but. You know, so as soon as the borders closed, all those opportunities closed. Mm. You know, so I just have to just okay. There's nothing I can do about that. Just focus on what's happening now. What can I do now? And um, I don't know even know if I'd do the big traveling commission murals for much longer anyway, bro. Because I yeah, everybody thinks you're living a life, but you're, nah, you're you're staring at a wall, grinding. Yeah, by yourself. Yeah, for the most part. You know, it does get lonely at times, bro. But if, I'm lucky that I can go in that state of mind that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And then just forget everything. Yeah. You know, and then I just away I go. And, yeah. But I would much prefer painting my shit yeah. in my house, my family's next door, so I can see my family every day, go and sleep in my bed and sell my artwork. Yeah. That way. Yeah. And you, yeah. like, I think judging from you as a person for like the three hours we've been talking or whatever it's like you like I think you like to know that you've earned it yeah, even bro. though you could probably you could have done all this shit ages ago dude you've been good enough for a fucking long time you know <laughs> but it's like I feel like there's for whatever reason man like there's got to be something way back where you just you have to have a certain internal feeling of like earning to give uh, to allow yourself to even go after certain things yeah 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 which definitely. is cool man yeah and i've learned from i know that i want to be in my own area and paint my own shit because i've been yeah, away yeah i've been on the road six weeks doing mural after back to back you know traveling from here mm. to here to here and fucking all over the place so i've experienced that and i know what it's like and eventually it gets pretty lonely and mm. not sad just Oh, time goes by, man. You miss your kids. You yeah, miss bro. Your wife yeah, yeah. All that you shit. do. You miss that shit, you know. And as you get older, you appreciate it more. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm 37 this year, and I would like to just be with my family a bit more. So I got to just reverse how I make a living off this. Yeah. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming in, man. It's Fucking been my pleasure, brother. It's been a really good chat, dude. I've I've really enjoyed um, hearing your story, and man, like 
to be a man at 37 sitting right there you are feeding your family and prospering off a fucking dream dude that you appreciate you know like i bet there was a point when you were sitting at those fucking markets at 3 a.m that (laughs) you didn't think you'd be able to do the shit that you've been doing you know not in a million years bro I was just riding the wave. No, and it's really cool. I love, like, the one of the best parts of my job is getting to hear that sort of stuff firsthand. So appreciate very uh, humbled by your appearance on the show, mate. I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Cheers. Appreciate it.